Oh, there we go. There's Lance. Hello. Lance. How's it going? We are going live now. It's good to see all of you beautiful people. It's wonderful to see you all. Blair's hair tonight, right? Oh, I don't know. No, I think she said the 30th. She said no? I think that she gets internet back on the 30th. What? And where does Blair live? Oh, I'm getting. What the hell? Yo, Lance, is that you? I'm getting like a crazy feedback. What's going on? What, what's what's going on? Oh wait, no. Sorry, I think it was me. I apologize. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I don't hear anything. <laughs> you know what it was? I had I had the window open uh for the stream in another window, and I have like a thousand tabs here, so it was just like, what's going on? And it was me. Oh, oh did, okay. Did, did you have like a YouTube video open of like really bad sounds and screams that you actually like hit play on? Like ah! <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just heard our stream back and it was like a minute late, so I was like, what the Frick is going on <laughs> anyways hi everybody we are live uh this is episode what eight, eight. i forget what i wrote down eight, eight. wow how about, eight? how about that we're about to hit that milestone of 10 not oh, many my. podcasts make it that far actually really? i don't know i feel like mate probably only 10 percent of small businesses makes in the first year it's like podcasts <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all with the same members too. Like we haven't had any casualties. Like it's it's all of us, and it's like we have longevity at this point. Like if we can make it to ten, we can make it to a hundred, and then a thousand, and then ten thousand, and then we'll probably okay. die by that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I have to shout out one of our viewers today. I went to um, the bodega, and as I'm walking back home, um, I see this big, beautiful pit bull in the street, and I'm like, the dogs that like, coming towards me, the one trying, but I'm like, hey, dog! And so I like I lean over real enthusiastic, and I swear to you, the person goes a lion me, like just oh, like me, and I'm like, and I look, I'm like, and they're like, I'm, like, you know, they have on a mask. I'm like trying to see how I know them, and they're like, you don't know me. I just watched Leftist Mafia, and I was like, what? That's amazing. Yeah, you got recognized. I love, I, I love that whenever I'm running to, um, I'm lo I look like a woman of the people. I'm always like around my neighborhood, <laughs> looking like a vagabond and happily doing something. Else. I, was like, oh, I, I also had to laugh because I was like, if she watches Leftist Mafia, I'm always, I'm always fried, and this is so consistent with that. And she sees me in the street screaming, "Hi, dog!" Pretty dog. I bet they're watching right now. Yeah. So shout out to that person. That was great. Yeah, oh, that's that's, that's such a cool story. Yeah, okay, so uh, just so y'all know, uh, the pace of podcasts has declined 80% from a year ago. 80% drop in podcasting success. Podcasts, they're plummeting. So uh, we're one of the few. We're, we're like one of the 1% that are still, still, wow. uh, still kicking. Do we, does anyone even upload this anywhere? Uh, I, I uploaded to may not be a podcast. Uh, podcast. It's just a stream. It's 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 on oh. the Surf Times podcast on on all yeah. podcast sources. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I uploaded to my channel as the VOD. I was I was going to ask you all like, should we put this on Spotify and SoundCloud? Room. I have an account that uh for SoundCloud that distributes it to like Apple and uh, Spotify. I can do it too. But if it's on the Surfs, then that's that's perfect. You should probably yeah, you should probably do that. It's one of those things. Yeah, we should probably just do it now so that we don't like decide to do it later and then we have to like back backlog a bunch of you know what i yeah. mean which would be a pain yeah so that's what i did with my show originally where i decided to put it on uh, all the podcast platforms and i was at like episode 47 when i was still doing episodes so it took me like three weeks of just oh, consistently wow. plugging oh, away yeah. every single night and i don't think that like there's like a thousand people that listen a week so it's still substantial but 
you know, it's not my bread and butter. So I was like, God, this is this is a lot. I should have done this sooner. So yeah, that's that's good advice. Yeah, let's do it now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's my advice. Okay, if that was so Bender's Bender's gonna be late. He's always late. I'm As usual. <laughs> I think uh, your microphone you isn't uh isn't picking up. Oh, is my mic not working? Well it's is working. I, can, I hear uh, you, but I don't know if it's coming in through the right one. Mm-hmm. That you sounded far away. Hmm, it says if it's the right uh How's it sound? It still sounds bad. Oh, maybe it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, is it better or worse now? Now there's an echo. Now, yeah, now, now we're all going. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'll just keep it in front of my. I'll keep it here. We also have a. We have a. We have a guest coming on as well today, don't we? Yes, at nine o'clock. Plans. Oh yes, that's right. We do have plans. <laughs> At nine o'clock, we're going to have a, a guest join us, Matthew Solomon, who did a documentary reimagining uh, policing and talking to a bunch of different experts. So we are going to present you with that trailer and ask him a few questions. Look at us doing knowledgeable things for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. No, putting yeah. on the work this week. Yes. <laughs> I watched the trailer. It looks good. Yeah. For two, yeah. we're talking to him. I was like, okay, let me. I was like, let me bring something smart. Let me bring something smart to the table this Thursday. <laughs> we need smart. See, okay. we bring the substance. We talk shit. We talk yeah. Game of Thrones, but we also have substance, folks. Okay. And to those who have said that uh, we need more structure, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and I want to say we had thought about this. We had decided Blair was the structure. Blair True. was one episode. Blair's last episode where she was moderating. That was excellent. We had structure. So mm-hmm. when Blair comes back, she will bring the structure. Yeah. Yes. Clearly, somebody, yes. yeah, somebody in the comments, uh, they said, I love this show, but without uh, Blair, there's just no structure. And she's like the glue that holds it together. I think that's that's accurate because she really does bring the structure and the organization. So, yeah, she will be back, I believe, next week because she gets Internet in four days. It, it crossed my fingers for her. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. We agree. We agree. We hear you. And we just want you to know structure is coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, um, what's going on in the news this week? What are y'all interested in? What's happened? Well, about? we can start with something a, a a funny video I saw this morning. This concerns uh, Mr. Mr. George Santos. He's always uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always an enjoyable individual. Whenever you um, say that, I'm always this... like, I'm so curious which one's it going to be. I wonder which one he's got because there's all it can go in so many directions here. Yeah. So let, let's let's check this out. You hear it? Good. Yes. Who do you think is going to win Drag Race this season? I have not watched the season of Drag Race. We had a great reply. I like this season. This season. Uh, <laughs> this season. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. This is a very likable video of him. <laughs> yeah. He comes off very likable in this video. It's, it's yeah. because at this point, he's already yeah. admitted that he did, he did, he did dress in drag. Um, though he said he's wasn't a drag queen but he he did admit to to being in drag which is weird that, costume, that isn't more that that mm-hmm. isn't yeah i guess the costume for him he said he's, he was having fun in his younger years whatever the hell yes. his excuse was um we, we but, all had fun so you this know. video follows so there's a twitter interaction between uh, i don't watch drag race so i don't know these people but he responded to somebody i guess who was in one of the seasons and i guess mm-hmm. they won and he responded saying um something to the effect of uh uh, how this individual they won despite the fact that they weren't the fan favorite. So basically showcasing, you know, that he watched he watches the show. Mm, <laughs> so this person the next day is like, hey, who's gonna win this season? And uh, 
maybe you know he lies all the time but it looks like there maybe he's not following this season but there you go he's this is the thing with with santos he's he is such a unique figure in the sense that i have never seen anyone lie the way that he has lied about the things that he's lied about as many times as he has and still been in this kind of position of power now i'm sure there are you know many pathological liars that are in positions of power but because this is such a high profile example there is an element where it's like this guy's kind of impressive. Like, it doesn't mean I like him. It doesn't mean that he's a good person. It doesn't mean he should be in power. But he's impressive in the sense that he's able, he's been able to lie about everything for so long. So many lies that I have lost track of that it, it is just, it's impressive on some level that you can be this kind of sociopath and do it so blatantly and still to this day remain in his position, which may soon change because of the... Uh, the potential violation when it comes to uh, I didn't read too much into it, but the way he raised money or the way the money he used for his campaign apparently may have been illegal. So that yeah. that one thing <laughs> out of everything else, as hell. yeah, that may be. Did, did you hear about the Nazi stuff? Down. Did you hear about the Hannah Montana stuff? What? The Hannah okay, Montana okay. Stuff I, I, I said about. Nazi stuff. You said Hannah Montana stuff. These are yeah, these are separate Montana. though. I, I'm thinking they're separate, right? Or are they the same? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Montana. Hannah Montana because that sounds fun. What, what, okay. what was that about again? Yeah, so he apparently starred in or was one of the stars or actors in Hannah Montana and The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Now, the reporters who uh, wrote this article, they checked and he does not have an IMDb page, so they assume that he's lying. Although, you know, if there's any connoisseurs of Disney Channel uh, shows circa 2003 to 2007 um maybe you can you can spot him i don't know i think i might vote to uncancel him this episode <laughs> it's getting well, there right hold on you know every time we see a video of him i'm finding him incredibly likable i can't <laughs> I, I haven't told you the nazi story yet though we got the nazi story like, coming up next mm, come on matt Gone, Hi, Matt. Why am I so, I'm so dark? What's going on? My lights are there. We go a little bit better. Marginally, almost not at all. <laughs> I'm very like orange. <laughs> it is very dark. It is. It, it, it is. It is darker than usual. You look like a shadow. Uh, it's getting. It depends on. Uh, no, that's just because I'm. Yeah, I'm messing. Oh. I think it's the focus of the camera. Mm -hmm. Oh, there oh we go. God. Oh, now yeah, you're now you're very white. Now it's way too bright. Looks like white face. <laughs> Oh, Lord, wow, these comments. Poop killer, too. I hate that I had to call you that, but you called yourself that. Who said, <laughs> who said he'd do great as a comedian? You're correct. You're actually correct. And that's why I think I like him. Right? Let me tell you why I think I like him. Normally, when you get all like the bad Republicans that are clearly deranged and lying and saying all kind of crazy, wild things and stories and stories, they're normally like, chaotic evil like donald mm -hmm. trump right like george mm -hmm. santos seems like he thinks he's in a play like he's in a simulation like he just yep. without it like it doesn't feel like he has any particular agenda beyond mm -hmm. just like ooh, this is fun this just is playing cool. the game yeah, oh, yeah. And so it's coming off like wholesome chaos comedy and i kind of i kind of like that which by the way is pure well... sociopath behavior just to think you're an actor in a play as opposed to like <laughs> a real person that has an impact like have you not like read shakespeare three thousand dollars from a dog that has cancer like <laughs> oh yeah yeah i hate him again i forgot about that yeah yeah don't, you all forgot about the dog, dog. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. That's like. Oh, that was that was the first story that ruined Santos for me. But I have another one that might make it even worse. Uh, George Santos made offensive past joke about Hitler and the Jews, according to a new report that was released today. Patch has obtained a screenshot of a post Santos made on Facebook that made light of the Nazi leader Adolf Hitler, saying killing the Jews and blacks mostly, and then adding lol 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 lol. lol. Although it's not clear whether Santos was sincerely endorsing genocidal mass murder, uh, the vice president of the Center on Extremism and Anti Defamation League told Patch it's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> So, so that one can be added hmm. to the list, and it's wild because he's also Jesus. claimed that he is the um, the son of Ukrainian grandparents uh, who died in the Holocaust. Jewish Ukrainian grandparents who died in the Holocaust. Yes, just you know what? Hitting every every to, note he has to there. I think you have to respect the commitment to the bit, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, right? Because I'm black, I can make black jokes. Pretending, pretending to be Jewish, and our family, who, who else could make this? That's true. <laughs> he gave himself the pass. <laughs> That's an interesting angle. But yeah, he gave, like, gave himself the you pass. You really are committed. So, yeah. You got to, right? Like, as young people, you got to crack jokes on your people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, I can't wait till, like, they, there's an inevitable TV series about, about him. Like, I can't. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to win. Someone's going to win them a hell of an award. Like you already know it. You you could see it. I could I could see the trailer. I could see the montage and everything. Like oh, his rise is unlikely rise to power. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be some comedians like breakout drama role. <laughs> Who's wait. gonna play Santos? Hmm. I was thinking John Lovitz and then I saw someone already thought of that and it's Jimmy Fallon and I felt so ashamed I could not wash the shame off my body because I despised that man and I was like I thought I was clever and then I was like someone's like Jimmy Fallon? Why would he do? He he thought of that same thing I was like oh John Lovitz seems like he could play a George Santos and then he actually just did that as a sketch and I was like oh No but why did you hate him before that? Oh Jimmy Jimmy Fallon? Fallon? Oh, Jimmy uh-huh. Fallon's a scumbag. Yeah, no, he what deserves no nice things and only bad things should happen to him. I, I think Jimmy he should Fallon... take Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's not liked in the white community? No, he's he's well I I, I can't speak he, for the entirety of the white community. I don't care about him at all. I don't even think about Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I hate him so much. Like, I hope he stubs his toe. That's what I'm saying because I don't want people to think badly of Isn't me. Isn't he but... like an alcoholic? Like I think he has issues. Like I I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm not gonna he's pass just, judgment. I don't know. He's just the shit. Like he <laughs> has the shit eating grin on his face. Yeah. He's a complete shill. Yeah. Um, there's this the, the definition of failed upward in every aspect of his life. He, yeah. He, des- he deserves nothing. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the scientific. Failed accurate. upwards. That's it. That's it. The white man. No. Failed okay. Upwards. It's well, okay. That, that I'm sure that plays an aspect. He's he's the SNL <laughs> cast member who would like always break, but not in the fun break way. Like we you know where a member all of a sudden is like, because <laughs> like the scene is so funny. It just like he walks. Like he walks in and just like looks at the camera and is like, <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. Well, you know, go right back. He's just whack. You just think he's whack. No, no, no. Well, I, no I, he is. I, I, well, I was, he, I was he is whack. I, I, sure I, I have it accurate here, but um, uh, there is a lawsuit against his former SNL cast member and I believe his best friend, Horatio Sands. Again, a, a woman is suing him, uh, claiming that he groomed her and sexually assaulted her when she was underage what? during his SNL days. Oh, and wow. Jimmy Fallon is named in the lawsuit as someone who enabled Horatio Sands uh, and is requesting that he testifies that whatever trial would come out of this. Oh, my, Jimmy. Um, wow. My radar yeah. was on point. I knew it. Is this new? Well, I haven't heard anything yeah, about it. Yeah, I didn't know about this. This is over the summer. Uh, wow. August 2022, all the articles are from. 
Well, the defense attorney, I mean, can't convict him off that, but I do understand how allegations have been levied against him to bring him to this moment. Like, I, okay, I, I, can, I, I, can, I can give you things that, that you can, uh, uh, you know, raise against him. Uh, Hawk and NFTs more so, I would say, than most people in mainstream media, bringing Paris oh, yeah, Hilton on there, was, being yeah, like, you got, you got to get yep. these. His, his avatar on his social media was NFTs for a long time. He had all this stuff up until the point where stuff really started going wrong and people were losing tens of thousands of dollars. That's when he just kind of like quietly tried to walk away. There's that moment with him and John Oliver where John Oliver is trying to use an Alexa to talk about unionization mm -hmm. and like a little scumbag. He's like, no, 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 don't, 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 And John Oliver's like, no, no, wait, wait, what, what's wrong? No, 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 just uh, Alexa, uh, can you talk to me about Amazon unions? And he's like, no, 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 Behind everything, he's just like it's a, yeah. Do, do not like. Are you, are you are you gonna are you gonna bring, raise him to be canceled later? I think I, I wasn't thinking of it before, but now and now it feels yeah. like you already knew the case, yeah. right? Okay, so, or something here. I have a controversial yeah. cancellation for later yeah, on. Like, please, everybody in the audience, please, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I want to know. I do think he's corny, but that's about that's that's all I knew. But uh, like the fake laughter, the slapping on the desk, <laughs> like I, yeah. I just. I can't take it. Like I honestly, it's hard to watch for sure. I find him hard to watch. Yeah, Russell Trump's hair. Do you remember that? That whole little yeah. thing. It's like, oh, you're just so you're like Maybe. you're adorable, yeah. like a little sheep. Like look at you. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Sucking up to Chris Christie. So tell me, are you gonna run for president? Oh my yeah. god, everybody wants to know. Shut the fuck up, you shill. Like I, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. stand him. Yes, I thank you. That way. Thank oh, you, Mike. I, oh, it Mike, was, I feel so seen right now. This is this is nice. I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like. George Santos is up for uncancellation in Europe. This is powerful. I don't know if they're going to look for us like, out of context. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm walking with it. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just quickly on the NFT stuff, like that, that was like a year ago, wasn't it? Paris, yeah, like him and Paris Hilton on NFT guard, like it's yeah, it's it crazy how fast that just crashed. Like <laughs> how mm -hmm. quickly people just completely lost interest in that. It's and also, also I gotta credit my my gaming community here. I'm wearing a nice PlayStation shirt here. Uh, nice. They really tried hard to push NFTs onto gamers, and it, no one, <laughs> the communities completely rejected it. So I got mm -hmm. for a, a rare moment, I have to be proud of the gaming community for saying no to NFTs. Did all y'all get offered uh, yeah. NFT sponsorships? Like I got NFT sponsorships all the time in my email, and some of them it would be like they already minted things that I never gave them permission to do. It would be like, hey Lance, we've minted a whole bunch of like thumbnails from your YouTube. Do you want to like claim these NFTs and then sell them to people? I was like, you've minted pictures of me and you're selling them and you now want my endorsement like this is so weird what a what a also, the company. word mint for something digital it just sounds <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you didn't make shit this is just a screenshot like shut the fuck yeah up. <laughs> these are jpegs <laughs> I, I never understood what nfts are or were i don't know it's they're stupid. It doesn't matter anymore. It's 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 a it's a hyperlink to a, a a token, and that token has value if you put in real money to buy it on the that's, Ether blockchain. That's, that's make believe. I, I, I <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. In, in other words, I, yes. I can't do make believe. Anytime that's how I feel when people start talking to me about about um, the market and stuff, I'm like, this feels a lot like make believe, right? Like y'all made it real, and that's scary. Like, <laughs> like I don't I don't know it's, what's happening here, and I just it, mind my business. It's artificial scarcity on a digital platform. You could just infinitely replicate a JPEG. You just need memory to keep doing it. But in this case, if we can invent a way so only one person can own one version of this link, then we can sell it. And that's the idea behind it. Now now we can sell these things that otherwise would be infinitely replicatable. 
Yeah, yeah. It's one of the dumbest creations that capitalism has produced in, in, in <laughs> recent memory to me. I mean, it's there. produced some dumb shit, but I mean, this is up there for me. Yeah. And on that topic, Bender, since you follow this stuff, are, are NFTs, like, at least the images aspect of it, is that still around? <laughs> like, how are oh, the yeah. Bored Apes doing? Like, are, are people still pushing this shit? Oh, the Bored Apes are involved in a lawsuit, right? Uh, Yuga Labs, their parent company, is involved in a lawsuit mm. now with uh, Writer Rips, that guy who... Uh, claimed that he uh, discovered a number of Nazi related imagery and references in their art. The the logo um, is straight out of like when you look at it and you're like that's the Adam often right there. That's the SS but, and the skulls. What is going on? Why didn't anyone point this out? Why are people not saying anything about this? So so here's the latest. So basically Ryder Rips um minted his own board ape NFTs to mock sort of mock uh Yuga Labs and the Board Ape Yacht Club. I, I sort of didn't like that he did that because it's still promoting the idea of NFTs and he got paid money for, you know, for selling these NFTs, even if they were mocking the Bored Apes. But because he did that, Yuga Labs sued him for trademark infringement uh, <laughs> because basically these are just straight up like Bored Apes that he like slightly altered or whatever. But when they did that, they didn't realize that as part of the court process, uh, the lawsuit process, Ryder Rips, who he, they're suing, would be able to ask for information too as part of discovery. And so then they tried to get out of it. They tried to get out of their own lawsuit. <laughs> and the judge wouldn't let them do that. <laughs> and it just came out, I think a few days ago, that they don't actually have the copyright to any of the bored apes that they claim to have the copyright to. And that they might be in big trouble because as part of the NFT sales, I'm talking about Yuga Labs, like Board API Club people, as part oh. of the the NFT sales, they claimed that if you bought a Board Ape NFT, you would have the copyright to that NF to the Board Ape for as long as you owned that NFT. Well, it seems like no such copyright existed for them to provide that <laughs> access to provide that to. And they've since changed their terms of service to remove any mentions of copyright ability of stuff. Um, but so people, there, uh, I read an article where you know copyright experts, uh, legal experts, were saying that this could be an issue for them if someone who bought board ape and a board ape NFT wants to pursue this. Wow. Isn't isn't that what Seth Green was like losing his mind over because he made a whole cartoon yeah. series based on the board ape that he mm. lost? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so but it, it turns out he like never he had the copyright at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, and I, like I Eminem and Snoop too. They like they did a whole cartoon music video oh, slash so a song. And they went to the, oh, so they right. they don't the own the copyright to any of that. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I believe, I believe, like when you're when you're an artist and you create something, like it's just automatically you have the copyright of it for it, like because you created it, even if you didn't file the legal, uh, you know, information. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not an expert here, but I'm assuming that being that Yuga Labs are not the artists, then it causes more of a, a gray area there. Mm. And also, the art isn't all. These are ten thousand images. Of which are very similar AI to each art, other. Right? Which yeah. Is, yeah, they're just like there. Are, there are ostensibly bored apes that look exactly alike, with almost exact like they're almost exact replicas, minus a slight change of a prop they're wearing. Like, and there's a bunch there of are, racist there, combinations too. <laughs> yeah, there there are two people out there who have an exact same ape, 
The only difference is one of them are wearing like sunglasses or something. So like who would own the copyright for that ape if it's the exact same thing and you wouldn't have a separate copyright just because one of them is wearing sunglasses. That's true. I could make a cartoon called Mickey Mouse with Mickey Mouse wearing sunglasses. It's like, ah, it's, it's, it's Mackie Mouse and he's got he's got sunglasses. That's a different thing. I mean, that you even know? changing his name, honestly, just <laughs> yeah, would have been more work. <laughs> yeah, This one's not the same because he's wearing sunglasses. No, that's not how it works. Right. The Samsons, they all wear sunglasses. It's a great cartoon. I mean, like uh, Steamboat Willie just entered the... Uh, just I know, and then and uh, Disney pushes domain. it every time. Wait, but actually, though? Be, but people have to be very careful because the the design of Steamboat Willie is not the same as the modern design of Mickey Mouse. You cannot just go out and start printing out uh, a black and white Mickey Mouse and claiming he's Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie is a very specific design. You can pull it up if you want to compare, but you have to be careful with that stuff. I was reading all hmm. about that. Well, luckily, I have no use for Steamboat Willie, so... <laughs> yeah. I can make him the mascot. And it's got to be the Steamboat Willie created in 1928, I believe. Uh, uh, Disney has since reanimated Steamboat Willie numerous times and updated how he looks. So you have to be careful there, too. Mm. So in other words, just don't don't mess with Steamboat uh, Willie, folks. Leave Willie alone. Yeah, just like if you want to it's play not worth around it. with it, just just air it in your local library, wherever for free, because you don't have to pay Disney to air it, because it's public domain. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it, because probably Disney will come after you if you so much add a single strand of hair to Steamboat Willie that looks too much like Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. Lawyer says uh, derivative uses of Steamboat Willie version of the character may be in certain cases used by others, but Mickey Mouse will remain the property of Disney for the foreseeable future. Right. So you got to be mm -hmm. careful that your Steamboat Willie doesn't look like Mickey Mouse. Like mm -hmm. how that Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's coming out, yeah. that Winnie the Pooh does not look like Disney's Winnie the Pooh. They had no, to make it does a not. Lot of, yeah, yeah. So they had to be careful not to even uh, make it look similar whatsoever to Disney's current version of Winnie the Pooh. Because that's there's, a completely separate copyright. There's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. because Winnie the Winnie the Pooh has entered. Oh, the when they zone. killed. Hold on, that's no. When they killed Eeyore first, because he's black. Y'all see that? Wait, see you that? Is it out? I have, I haven't seen it yet. In the trailer, Eeyore's already dead. It's like rest in peace, Eeyore. Really? <laughs> it's a sign. No, yeah, like it. they didn't even make it. Think, think about that. Why Eeyore dead? I mean, we know because well, he probably killed himself because it's Eeyore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to explore why Eeyore is depressed? <laughs> you don't want to explore why that Eeyore is depressed? <laughs> right? All his rich-ass white friends live in the hundred acre woods and he lives on the outskirts of the community. And they spend all day frolicking and doing their little fucking adventures in the hundred acre woods. And no one sees him till the end of the episode. After they finish frolicking and shit, they go over like, hey, Eeyore, why so sad? Literally as nightfall, as my boy been sitting there all day wishing he got invited. They treat Eeyore like shit. Like, gas like the shit out of Eeyore. That's why Eeyore's sad. Eeyore's sad because he's poor and he lives alone and his white friends don't invite him to the all-white gatherings, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, yeah. I didn't know this. Our guest is here, folks. Um, yes, our guest is here. Ole, do you want to introduce timing. him? I could add him now. Let, hold on, hold on. Oh, look, you already... Hi, Matthew. I was trying to get this gathered to do a very responsible and give you the professional introduction that you deserve, but they were too fast. And I used to deal with whatever this is. <laughs> 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 All right. 
We are so excited to have Matthew here. He is our like we are first like guest we're bringing on to show y'all a, a trailer for a documentary that he did that is really important and we're going to give him an opportunity to um answer some questions tell y'all a little bit about this documentary and this work so this is matthew solomon hello hey matthew. nice to this welcome is, matthew uh, thank you it's surreal because i watch you guys all the time and now i'm like oh my my face is on here too so it's a great oh, awesome. name by the way oh, nice yeah, right back at you <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to this being on shows with other Matthews and Matts. Yep. So going forward, it'll probably simpler if everyone just refers to me as Binder, so we don't get them. I do anyway, mm. so that works yes. out for me. Mm. There you okay. go. <laughs> okay, awesome. that makes sense. If you want, I can bring up the the trailer now, yeah. so we have a kind yeah. of basis. Yeah, let's watch that. Let's sure. Watch the trailer. Let me bring this in. America has never been a place where we had democracy and equality and freedom and liberty for all and justice for all. And all we have to do is get back to that. Race in this country has never really been removed from the political dialogue. Because we won't reckon with our past, because we will let older people say, oh, that's so old and Let's not talk about that anymore. Slavery was so long ago. We haven't had it for 200 years. This is, you know, not realizing that we never reckoned, we never repaired any of it at all. Police are violence workers. You know, we've been sold this false choice of policing or nothing, which has been used to terrorize people into accepting policing when there's a whole long list of things that they would rather have that they know would help address the problems in their communities. When we say abolish the police, we are saying we do not want policing as we know it to exist anymore. What people don't realize when we're talking about abolition is that we're really talking about the fact that we want you to be be a decent person, <laughs> that, that it was going to require that you relate to people. We created a report and it's called Defunding the Police, Defining the Way Forward for HRM. Like the myth is that we need all these people in jail all they'll be running around the streets and that's not true. So I really try to shift us from believing that defunding is radical to recognizing that what is actually radical is investing billions of dollars into policing. So like not agree that defunding the police is this radical lefty, like communist, Marxist, whatever, that is actually practical, it's good social policy, it makes sense, and here's a little plan. This is not some kind of abstract, utopian envisioning. This is a very practical, programmatic intervention. When you begin to think differently, and you begin to look at people through the eyes of the humanity in all of us, and you know, sort of that love for humankind, your thinking and your approach to the work starts to be very different. Very well done. Very wow. cool. So this is amazing. I really wanted to bring you because obviously we are having a lot of conversations. You see it a lot in the news, whether it be as just a political pawn or a reason, you know, they're not giving it its due when talking about defund the police or abolition. So it's great to see 
people doing the work of compiling, talking to these experts, because it's right. It is, it's a policy initiative and it makes sense and it's reasonable, but they don't, they don't present us with these experts. That's not the research they're presenting us with. Instead, they just kind of throw it out, you know, as a radical, ridiculous thing. They don't engage it on a substantive level. So it's amazing that you went and did this. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us about it, how you decided to do this and what you really learned from this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, this, the, the short version is uh, I went back to school during the pandemic to get a master's degree in public administration so that I could better use my, my privilege and my access along. I was doing a lot of uh, uh, conflict resolution consulting before the pandemic and traveling. And so, you know, I wanted to go back to school, get a degree and, and to, you know, enhance what I was able to do. And so through the coursework, you know, this was summer of 2020, you know, 2021. Um, I was applying uh, the issues with policing and incarceration and the, you know, homelessness to my, my coursework in public administration. You know, what, what makes communities sustainable? What makes right. communities work? Um, why are they set up the way that they're set up? And so uh, when it came time to do my final project, instead of writing a paper, uh, one of my advisors was like, you know, you're a filmmaker. Why don't you do a film? And, and they're like, you know, it could be like a short 10 minute, you know, sizzle reel or something. And I was like, if I do a movie, it's going to be like a real movie. And so that's what I set out to do. And I, you know, originally I was thinking four or five people to interview. And then, and then it was like, oh, I need this perspective and this other perspective. And people were, you know, I would interview somebody who would refer me to somebody else. And it just kind of grew into this thing, which I'm really uh, happy about because I think, you know, there's a lot of different perspectives. It's not just activists. There's, you know, the district attorney of LA County. Uh, there's, you know, USC law professor. There's a sociologist, Nikki Black, who's a, a friend of mine. Um, Gina Viola, who ran for mayor in the city of Los Angeles on an abolitionist platform and came in third. Uh, Hawk Newsom, Black Lives Matter, New York. Dr. L. Jones is a professor in Halifax, Nova Scotia, who wrote, co-wrote a 200-page report on how do we defund the police? And it was commissioned by the city of Halifax. So, um, you know, all, all and then uh, Hadia Kennedy, who's a former uh, LAPD officer and Senate Devermont, who's Mr. Checkpoint, you know, who films police and has you know right. been following him. So, you know, I wanted to get all those perspectives. And I think, uh, you know, the feedback has been that, that the documentary really makes the case for what it's like, why it's like this, and, and here are the steps that we can, you know, take that are actionable and make sense to actually have like safety for everyone and stop, you know, funneling money into this, you know, you know, policing and incarceration, you know, that that's just like, you know, money out the window instead of actually investing in people. Um, yeah. That is amazing, Matthew. That's a really productive use of your time during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> in the course of conducting all those I played video games. <laughs> uh, in the course of conducting all those interviews, Matthew, what would you say stood out to you or surprised you the most? What was the that you heard that you learned yeah so you know going into it so in the course of the master's program i wasn't an abolitionist i was something needs to change 
you know, something drastically needs to change. I was coming from consulting. So I was like, well, maybe if the police just knew how to like listen better or something, you know? So through the course of my research, I started reading abolitionist work, Maryam Kaba, Angela Davis, of course, you know, and so got to the point where, okay, now I'm like all in on abolition. And so the messages of Hawk Newsom, uh, you know, uh, Nikki Black, even George Gascon, who's not an abolitionist, you know, by any means, yeah. like all, they were all talking about love. You know, when you, when you view another person through the lens of love, you're going to care about them. You're going to care about, um, you know, supporting them. And so it's, it's a much different perspective than the punishment bureaucracy that we live in. So love was, was like the thing that was like, oh, that's what this is about. That's, that's funny that you say that. I have an essay called Love and Abolition, and it's about that. Mm -hmm. That basically, fear is the emotion. As much as we talk about emotions and feelings as though it's something that should be outside of this, so we shouldn't move on our emotions, the reality is people, emotions is what motivates and dictates all of the things and decisions that we make. And mass incarceration is fueled by fear. That's what that's about. And in order for us to create or imagine a different world that actually addresses the root causes of issues and tries to help people in these under-resourced communities, we have to move from a place of love. So it's interesting that you say that. Also, that makes me think of this too. Um, I too was introduced to, to books in my eventual journey. I became an abolitionist. And for me, it was Our Prisons Obsolete. Which book did you read? That, that was think? the first one. Yes. That the first one, yeah. That's what did it for you? That, that, that's, that's what started it. And yeah. then I was, in, I was in a class and I was like, yeah, I'm on board with this, but what do we do with the violent offenders? Right. Yeah. That, that narrative. And, and one of my classmates was like, you should read Maryam Kaba. We do this till we free us. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done with that, come back and we'll talk. And so yeah. I read that. And then Alex Vitale's book and the police. Yeah. I saw you had Alex. Yeah. So all yeah, of that, you know, this is beautiful. That was honestly, that's, that's very amazing work. And I'm really glad that you did that because it's good to see like there being resources that we can point to because at some point this was, abolition has always been here. Although even in these last few years, it's kind of appearing to people as though it's new. This is a much larger, but it's I think it's been um, inaccessible to a lot of what our everyday people has been something we know about in academia, you know, in organizer spaces, but there haven't always been these resources that we could point to and pin to people. So this is beautiful that you did this, that you did the work, that you put in all this time and energy to create this resource we could reference to and show people. So I'm really glad that you were able to come here tonight so we could show, we could show yeah, our audience. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I feel and like I this will... is, oh, oh no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say regarding academia, one of the things that was frustrating to me was there's not a lot of, uh, you know, published work in journals on abolition. Yeah. Um, and that mm -hmm. was something as I was doing my work, it's like, I, I, I really want to facilitate the conversation or to bridge the conversation is probably the better word. Um, for like, if not this, if not police and prisons, then what? Right. You know? And so right. that's, that's, you know, as a filmmaker, because my background is in filmmaking, you know, I saw that as my way to use my skills, you know, to be able to, to do this. If people, if, if people were at home watching this and are wondering what's the first thing they could do, if they're interested in learning about abolition or how can they learn more or get more involved, what would you, where would you direct them first? Where do you think is a good starting place? Um, well, I mean, my website, uh, <laughs> for, for the you awesome. have gone ahead and plug that Matthew. Awesome. Uh, no, it. no it. I appreciate I, it. I have a page of resources Hell yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. great. 
but you know, I would I would say connect with your local Black Lives Matter chapters. Um, if there's you know any abolitionist organizations like Critical Resistance uh, LA, Critical Resistance LA uh, sponsored a screening. I know that they have chapters in New York. Um, you know, that would be the place is really just to get in with the the groups that are room. in your area. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, reading the books and. And, and, you know, my goal with this film was to have it be another resource where it's like, okay, you want to know what this is about? Here, go watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Mike. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, I feel like this documentary comes at the perfect time because what has really bothered me lately is, and this is kind of like a pretty common liberal phenomenon, is this instinct to run away from slogans once the right wing inevitably demonizes them. So the one that comes to mind is defund the police. Mm -hmm. That kind of emerged organically out of the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests. And then you see it get picked apart and then whatever you know momentum was there for it gets pushed away. And then we get into this dumb conversation about, oh, well, what if they phrase it this way or that way? Mm -hmm. Just putting aside the fact that regardless of how you phrase it, there's gonna be opposition to that regardless. So I feel like to have this as a resource is really important. And, and one thing that like drove me closer towards abolition, and I'm still learning, but I would probably fall into that camp, um, is that the, the story of uh, Tyree Nichols, for example, like for that story, you can't w look at that story and not question the system because it's it's not the easiest explanation. Right. Like when you see Derek Chauvin have his knee on George Floyd's uh, neck for nine minutes, you can attribute that to, wow, that's racism. But when it comes to five black cops beating a black man for three minutes you know white liberals can't necessarily just say oh well that's just racism because they can't and it gets people to think about it as this whole system is inherently messed up yeah. like it's the system itself it's the way that cops are essentially this this militarized force who's overseeing subjects and not you know, protecting and serving. So I feel like to have uh, the documentary as a resource right now is really critical because I feel like there's this huge retreat that I've seen, at least in my like bubbles that, I, that I've seen where people are running away from defend the police or, or defund the police because it doesn't like pull well when that's missing the entire conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also think people need to remember that like social justice movements, like they, they are emerged in the minority. They're never going to be the majority in polling support. That's not how it works. Obviously, you get grassroots organizations, you get resistance, you get um, because they're resisting what is the, the majority, the status quo. So obviously, yes, the majority of a country is going to support what has been the status quo that they've been indoctrinated to believe. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean you abort mission. Like that's that's the point. It's why it's a fight. It's why it's an uphill battle. So that is mm -hmm. very much so something we need to um, start taking into consideration. And you're right, Mike. Um, People, people don't really understand systemic racism and what it means for something to be systemic. And they don't get that. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, well, they're black ops. The system, this is embedded. We're being educated the same way. You can internalize anti-blackness as a black person the same way a white person can. And if you are in an organization that teaches you to operate a certain way, teaches you to view people a particular, certain people and certain populations a particular way, and that violence, something people need to understand. And I think we 
have to start myself included like changing how i go about this in discourse and talking about police brutality is people take police brutality to be the instances when they see the police kill somebody rather than like what is how violent and i think alex fatale does a big a great job of talking about this and end of policing that violence is actually a part of policing in america that is a part of it that's why you see so much brutalization that's why there's so many settlements so many lawsuits and all these that's why there's qualified immunity that's why that's there that's why it's there because that's a part of it so that's something we got to talk about if that's in the entire how it's set up and i think you know later on we'll probably talk about it i saw somebody in the comments mention talking about cop city because i think this will eventually mm. segue us there to oh, how violence Yep, Lance. Oh, sorry. I wanted to ask Matthew a question. Um, something that comes up frequently, especially when you're talking to people who advocate for police abolition or stuff like that, is do you have concrete plans to put some system in place as you advocate for something such as getting rid of the current system? And uh, or, or the practical answer, like you brought it up very briefly when you were talking about Angela Davis's book. Um, when you get asked that question, like, so do you want violent criminals to just roam the streets, right? Do you do you come at that outside of just the like, well, just from a philosophy? This is more about like you know changing uh, a system that incarcerates people uh, with a punitive desire rather than like reducing those numbers. But do you do you like do you have something that you've spoken to people or interviewed people about in terms of a transitional proposal or, or one that would be politically effective? Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting because that was another thing uh, in the documentary that was you know I didn't know what I was gonna gonna hear in response to questions like that and. You know, the abolitionists that I inter interviewed were, you know, all like, this is a long term project. You know, this is not something that can happen overnight. If the police were gone tomorrow, um, we'd have all other kinds of problems because we don't know how to not call the cops, you know, if our neighbor's trash can is in the wrong place, you know. So, so there's a, it's the answer is it's a multi leveled uh solution right it's not just throw people in cages it's resources it's education it's um you know reparations it's it's uh you know communities coming together people learning how to talk and listen and communicate with one another which which was most of what i was doing with my consulting you know before the pandemic it's like really teaching people how to connect and empathize with another person's lived experience you know, it's like all of that stuff needs to happen. And then, yeah, if you have, um, you know, a violent offender or something, you know, like a, a crime, there, there would be systems in place with the communities to deal with that. That might mean removing somebody for a certain amount of time. Um, I think, uh, 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 no, uh, the DA guest, uh, George Gascon had mentioned that. He's like, you may need to remove somebody, you know, temporarily, but 95% of people who are, uh, you know, going to jail get out, you know, so, mm -hmm. so there has to be support. There has to be, um, I mean, it's, it's a shift in how we view each other also. I, mm -hmm. I think what we have to, when we have these conversations, the, the premise is wrong, right? When people mm -hmm. say, people say, oh, you know, if we, if we get rid of prisons, if we get rid of this criminal system that we have now, how are we going to address harm and address crime? And I think we have to acknowledge that we do not use that. We do, that's not what our criminal system is here for now. That's not what we, 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 you would be pretend that that's how we address crime or that's how we address harm, but it's not, right? We actually, the, the truth of it, and it's not hyperbolic language, the American criminal system, 2 million people incarcerated, 400,000 of those people have not had a trial, have not been convicted of anything. American prison system is a 
business. And it's a business that is very much so slavery. That's fact. That's why there's the carve out in the 13th Amendment. You're enslaving people and you're making billions of dollars, $11.6 billion to be you know, more exact off of those people. So it's not there. That criminal system is not there to address the harms and to prevent them. In fact, it's operating as, I just did an interview recently and someone, it was asked specifically because the politicians discussed it, like, how is it going to affect our business? These people losing their jobs, you know, trying to decarcerate. They're very much so invested in in churning people throughout the system. That's why it's the same communities, the same under-resourced communities, police like this, and they get these collateral consequences that'll never get them out of poverty. And so it continues and that fuels this system. So I think the first thing we got to acknowledge is that we're not addressing it. That's not meant to address these issues. All of those issues, every social ill, everything that we you know claim to condemn, that we slap the book at people about is being reproduced by this system. And that is intentional. So that's the first thing is what we would need to do is for the first time as a society actually start to say, hey, how do we actually address these issues? How do we help people? How do we help solve these problems rather than just you know, condemn it in rhetoric, but in actuality just produce more of the same violence and harms? And I think the second thing is abolition is not Abolition is a vision of tomorrow. It's a vision of the future. No one is under the impression that they're going to close all the courts and all the prisons today. The whole idea is, all right, currently we have mass incarceration because we've invested billions and billions of dollars into addressing crime and harm this way. But if we actually began to divest from this system bit by bit and this money that we keep putting into the into mass incarceration and policing and we instead gave it to those under-resourced communities, we gave them the money for housing, for mental health, education, we would see that over time... This, is, this this system, we would start to rely on it less in and of itself until we get to that place. So it's that. That's why, you know, people will say things, well, oh, we need reform, not realizing that, yeah, the reform efforts that matter, those are the abolitionists pushing that, right? Like when I talk about bail reform a lot, it's because that's the steps. Those are the bricks that we begin to divest, right? As we as we get bail reform and we and we um, begin to decarcerate and we begin to move like this and where we don't have a criminal system, because it's a policy choice. It's a policy choice to use incarceration and prison to address these different things. And it's a, a policy choice America deliberately made. Always remember, like, we didn't always have mass incarceration. That was a deliberate explosion that happened when you got a president who made the choice, we are going to address it this way. So instead it's all right, all these different reform efforts, it's not that there's a problem with reform. Reform is necessary. All these different reform efforts that actually, reform efforts that actually divest from the system is necessary to get us to that abolitionist place. So that's what it's about. It's like, oh, if I, if I actually give people what they need, you're going to see less of those harms. You're going to see less of this. You're going to see less people relying on the police. So on that, on that point, what do you view? And this could be a question for either Matthew or Ali or, or both of you. What is the, the, the biggest barrier to any progress in, in this area? Is it lack of education? Is it big business? Is it capitalism? Is abolition possible under capitalism? Like these yeah. are, I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, barriers at play. What do you view as, as maybe the biggest one that needs to be, um, you know, taken? I think it's how we are indoctrinated. I think we're indoctrinated to believe in the system around us. And so even we we're taught right that justice is synonymous with policing and prisons. We're literally taught that as little kids. It's like, oh, you need to know nine one one. Make sure you know that number. You play cops and robbers. Cops are the good guys. The bad guys are this. And we are fed that throughout society. So what happens is people develop this mentality that anybody in the criminal system or that has contacts with the criminal system, they are bad. They are deserving of that. They did something to be there. That ultimately the system is just. The system is about producing justice. And when you see these stories and these examples of uh, it not doing that rather than think of that as this is how the system is working. This is routine. This is what's happening all over the country every day. People think of it as a system that is otherwise just and meant to produce justice is making a mistake. You know what I mean? So any, any real serious change or any effort to really 
um, dismantle the system is met by people who only their only information they really have of the system is that it's just the first time they're really hearing they're not getting this information because we have a society that's very invested from keeping people from knowing things because when people know more times change right that's what we've watched we've seen in our lifetimes how much social consciousness has shifted because we're exposed to different things and that's why you see now so much of a concerted effort on the part of politicians to keep certain information ban the books keep that out the schools keep it all together because they know if people learn more about it they will oppose it but what will actually happen is if they don't learn the information about the system they don't know how the system works because all they get is propaganda fed to them in the media fed to them entertainment fed to them and everything what they'll hear is they'll see a george floyd and it's like oh that's really sad that that happened to him but they don't oppose any of the fact that his community is so over police why police were calling him why police brutalize in general they don't oppose all of the different things that made it possible so to me the the biggest barrier the biggest issue is the way our society is just indoctrinated around cop again and i think our best push to that is is education i think yeah yeah i'd agree with that there's the you know there's the the financial investment in locking people up and and militarizing the police and then that was one of the things also the the propaganda part when i really started to to look back at the show you know i'm i'm going to be 50 in march so you know i grew up in the 70s 80s 90s with all the cop shows and stallone like i was watching cobra uh Hell it was yeah. on cable like a month ago <laughs> and it was like holy crap it's all propaganda it's he's the guy we call when nothing else works and oh, you know, yeah. he kills this guy and the reporter's yeah. like who are you to be judge and jury? And and so he grabs the reporter and he's like, tell that to his family, the guy that, died. you know, and it's, it was like wall to wall, just like we need yep. the worst of the worst to protect us from the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think, you know, what's funny and insidious about propaganda. People will think, oh, it's that they're not showing you the brutality and the violence. No, it's worse than that. Cop shows and law and order and these things show you police that break the law nonstop. And they show you them being violent, but they justify it to you. Like, oh, they needed to do that. Like, they treat constitutional requirements as though it's impeding the police's ability to, to be good. Like, you know how much propaganda is embedded in everything? That was actually the narrative that I just fed to you just there. You would think that came from something that, that wasn't law and order. That was the Chippendale Rescue Rangers new movie. That <laughs> I swear to God, I was in this house like I can't have nothing. And then in that moment, I was like, "Wait a second, would Chip and Dale the ops the whole time?" Yes, and then you watch him watching Darkwing Duck. I'm like, "Oh my God, he's the ops!" I'm like, "The, the, the oh yeah, I'm like, oh yeah." These are all my favorite shows. The oh, pop-up yeah. girls are the main police brutality. Ooh, the, the, <laughs> Oh, wait, Tailspin, tail, Tailspin was smugglers, weren't they? Wasn't Tailspin smugglers? Like those, at least they were real ones, right? I think we yeah, got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can keep Tailspin. We can keep Tailspin. Okay, yeah, you. <laughs> in everything. It's very much so in everything. And I, I think about that. Like, people think you're, like, it is funny when you use, like, cartoons and those kind of examples, but it shows how deep it is. If you watch Pop-Up right. Girls and it becomes okay for the mayor to click the button, the minute they see Mojo Jojo, all Mojo Jojo is doing is grocery shopping, but because they've decided Mojo Jojo is a criminal, Mojo Jojo get Mojo Jojo gets his ass <laughs> white meat every time. Every time they see him, they just come in like right. not so fast, Mojo Jojo. Like, and they just throw him in jail, no crime, no charges, grocery shop. He said, please, girls, and they beat him up. But I'm like, oh my god, that's how it comes to be. Um, so yeah, I think to me, that's the, the greatest impediment is the propaganda. Yeah, there there was um L Jones, Dr. L. Jones mentioned uh the statistic that uh 30% of, I'm sorry, 
30% of all content consumed is crime related and 50% of fictional content is crime, you know, police and crime related. So it's yeah. like, we're just, you know, immersed in it. And then, and then there's the way that, you know, news programs handle, you know, police issues and incarceration issues. And oh, yeah. you know, Alex Vitale says this in the documentary, the police are almost always given the benefit of the doubt and not really questioned and not really pushed. You know, and they get the first statement out too, because like when you're a reporter and you're doing that 24 hour news cycle, it's the first thing you can print right away. The official police yeah. statement says this, 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 this. Yeah. Their narrative is presented. They as teach fast. that in school too. Like I went to school with like a, with a, with journalists and that they're, they're taught to like take the police report as like gospel. Like that's what they, wow. like it's, it's an, it's in every level of education, <laughs> this stuff it's embedded. And that's, that's the issue, right? Is like, and we think that we live in this objective world because people, when you're educated like that, you think you as someone who would be educated in journalism, they're telling you that you think that's the way this is the objective. By the time you're getting criticized on Twitter, you're like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm following the professional. This is the yeah. official because all they've ever taught is that police, police narrative is the fact police are this objective arbiter of justice, right? Rather than an interest group themselves or people whose word needs to be questioned. Um, and that's what happens. I, I think of that even like with being a lawyer, like there's certain things I'll realize now, like as a defense attorney, like, oh, I went to a prosecutor mill and I was being educated like someone who's going to a prosecutor mill, but it's being presented to you like, oh, this is objective. This is the way. And so you think, oh, I'm just being this way and as we, we we and we're not taught unfortunately we're not taught to be to push back we're, we're taught we're educated in a very consumer way our society mm -hmm. wants us to be consumers so they want us to just take everything at face value i'm sure um i don't know if i'm the only one who's been kicked out of classes before for asking too many pushback too many <laughs> too many uh <laughs> too many follow-up questions but they don't want you to do that that's not what they want so i think that's the greatest. That's what we gotta be doing as a society, and that's why this is really great, Matthew. This is an amazing contribution to this this effort, this movement, this discourse. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, real quick, where can we uh, find the documentary? Uh, so the website is reimaginingsafetymovie.com, and that has all the information. We're having a our West Coast premiere next Friday, February third, at the San Pedro Film Festival, which is in the LA County area. And so, you know, big festival, there's, we're going to have a panel discussion afterwards. And then uh, I'm having uh, uh, impact screenings, you know, all over the country that, that we're setting up with different organizations and colleges. Right. So, yeah, that always. Uh, yeah, my work on it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you go to the website and um, you can subscribe and I'll, I'll send out information and then on, on social media, uh, Reimagining Safety Movie is uh, my Instagram and that's that's the best place to to follow that also. Thank Great. you so I'll, much. I'll link Matthew. that below the video uh, as well, so it's easy to uh, to get to. Yeah, thank you. Thank All you, right. Matthew. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you for joining. Right. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's what I call structure, people. Like professional interview. A segment. Yeah. That was like a tight 30 minutes too. It was perfect. It was like Listen, <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was like, he's already leaving? What's going on? Why does he have to go? I'm liking this conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of us. Like we were professional. Okay. We were very professional there. Like that was great. We Thank should you. we should pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. Great. Thank you for uh, being the leader there, Ole. Yeah, so like, yes. Okay, now for foolishness, somebody start. <laughs> <laughs> Time to be silly. If you all wanted to talk about this, we, we could be opening Pandora's box, but I watched mm. a video from Lance yesterday 
Uh, and I cracked up all the way through. This oh. was the uh, Libtardo Watch, one. Watching a video from Lentz is opening Pandora's Oh, we did. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I would circle love to talk around about it this. before I drop the name, but it was so fucking funny. Yeah, circle around um, it. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if Lance wants to give us like the rundown of the whole situation where it got to the your Jimmy moment, <laughs> it would make my life. It would make my fucking life. Welcome okay. me in. All right, so I, I, I'm i going to give... I'll, I'll pass this one off to Matt at one point because Matt really did do a lot of detective work and sleuthing and put in the hours, so I don't want to take away his glory of discovering Libtarda 1. No, For the no, uninitiated... No away, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hand it off to you because that part's even even more hilarious, but for the uninitiated, Jimmy Dore's uh, well-known to have a burner account for two, or three, or four. We don't know. He's got a lot of a lot of accounts on Twitter, likes to, likes to you know, sometimes use those accounts to speak about himself, or his wife is using them, right, uh, Matt? I'm not, I'm not off on that. It's either him or his wife. Uh, pretty sure it's him at this point, but yeah, it could it, be his it, wife for some of them, yeah. Either way, it's it's stuff you'd expect. You know, when you're starting out, the game's the game. It's hard to make it in social media, so you maybe start a couple accounts to validate yourself every now and then. You'll be like, you know, I could write something out and be like, yeah, and then use my other account to be like, Lance is right. Lance is so great and handsome. Everyone loves Lance and talks about how cool he is, too. You know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's the equivalent of what's going on here. Anyways, I start feuding with Jimmy online because I made a post about how he was laughing. Like, first off, he laughed at Rebel News. Rebel News is a far-right uh, Breitbart-like equivalent in Canada. You should not ever have to give it up to rebel news don't even if they're like you know going after uh you know the head of a pharmaceutical company they're going to ask them what about the 5g magnetism they're not going to actually ask good questions so they did that to, uh, to greta Thunberg, uh and they asked a whole bunch of silly questions you know like uh, why is it so cold here what about that the global warming you know things like that and i said it's so sad that jimmy was laughing at this as a gotcha and so you know jimmy's fans must have shown him he replies and immediately like you know it's like oh blah 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 you, you lied about me i pushed back you know you're all liars over there and then he went back and forth with some other people in the thread and eventually forgot that he was using his actual blue check mark Jimmy Dore account. Because he I starts will bring, speaking. I will bring the tweets up. All right, They're all right. hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> but he's he's straight up yeah, like <laughs> When I, so I woke up to this I'll have you all know I woke up for and I'm like in my bed and I'm scrolling through oh and then all God, of a sudden so I saw this and I was like oh, no no you didn't just write this in the third person oh the royal oh. we so this right here this is why I don't have an alt account this right here this is what happens this is the thing you cannot live down this, this happened no. to even one of my friends like a figure on it and I was just like <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say though, potentially in his defense, maybe he's trying to be the character in Seinfeld who always called himself Jimmy, Jimmy. and his name was Jimmy, and it creates this whole issue with Elaine. So maybe that's what he's trying to pull off here. I don't know. Maybe he suddenly started to refer to himself in the third person. Yeah. You know, if we're being charitable here. Why, like, <laughs> your Jimmy has me fucking screaming. And you know what's you know what's awesome about this? He takes ratio so seriously. Like, I watched the segment the other day of his. He was saying that he was proven right about COVID because of a ratio that he himself helped make. He's like, look at this. Their own fans are turning against them. This proves that I was right. It's so good that I was proven right on all of this, you know? And now he's just getting blown out of the water because he, he is so Jimmy. That's embarrassing. That's why I just curse people out with my whole chest. 
Like, I don't understand. Like, why not just be like, fuck you, Lance? Like, <laughs> like, 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 Here, I'm going to bring up this video, by the way. But no, sorry, keep keep talking. No, well, it's I, also embarrassing that you don't have like a main fan that could have taken that flagship for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why do you have to do yeah. it? Like, I'm sure you have fans who will, who will come come at land to be like, oh, hey, and, and they defended him afterwards. They were like, oh, what, Surfs? Like, you've never had someone else use your social media account? I was like, no. No. <laughs> how, how rich no, and famous do you think I am? I have like a PR person? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, wait, this is when LA meets Jimmy. And keep in mind, when Jimmy's talking, Jimmy's talking about himself. He's Jimmy. Look at me, look at me, come on, I'm stretching right in front of you. Hey, a smile, <laughs> we made contact. All right, one more stretch and then go talk to him. You know, Jimmy is pretty <laughs> sweet on you. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a young Jimmy, too. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's watching you. It's just Jimmy's type. Oh, really? Jimmy's new in town. Jimmy uh, doesn't really know anyone. Oh, well, I'd like to get to know. Jimmy would like to get to know you. <laughs> Anyways, eventually, you know, it continues on, and she finds out that he's Jimmy. <laughs> it's her reaction. You're Jimmy. <laughs> She's like, wait, no, that that was Jimmy's friend. Uh, wait, no, that's Jimmy. <laughs> it's it's so good because the whole reason that he ended up doing this was because Lance had shared a clip of him uh, with the Rebel News and and, uh, and uh, Greta Thunberg, and like he was defending them basically harassing her for 20 minutes about the dumbest things like he was basically pretending as if rebel news had legitimate questions to ask to greta as if they weren't trolls like they're asking her to basically explain the difference between climate and weather so she naturally just disregards Left. what they had to say and 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 she went, went along with her business but one thing that i have to say um uh, with regard to the libtard 01 saga i do want matt bender to look into some additional accounts because so i'm not sure if you saw this so the vanguard responded and uh they shared a clip of jimmy Dore kind of um running away from uh some conversation that he had about ukraine and so you know they were kind of juxtaposing that with the greta thing where he was criticizing greta because greta wouldn't answer basic questions wouldn't defend her position and so the vanguard was like well what about what about you doing this and so they shared that clip on twitter and then Jimmy Dore did not respond directly, but he went through their thread and retweeted individual replies to the vanguard of them criticizing. So these retweets in particular are very sussy, and I feel like those could potentially be the next Libtardo one. Libtardo two, might I, might I, uh, might I say. So there's so, some stuff for you there, Matt. While I have you all here on this, right? Because obviously I was late I'll to the. Look into um, it. Yeah, um, I was late to the Jimmy Jimmy Dore. I only barely know who he is now. I have some information, and I usually just try to keep my. But I know, I know this. I have realized that anybody who likes Jimmy Dore seems to hate us. <laughs> like, um, yes. like, and by hate us, I mean y'all, and now me too. So, no, might as well just. I apologize. For <laughs> You're welcome, Mole. <laughs> no, I be getting so much like so. I catch so many sprays because y'all are so beautiful. They just be shooting me all week. I be like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's because they're literally right wingers, and like yeah. the most of them, I think know that. 
I, a few of them maybe don't mm -hmm. realize it, <laughs> but I think no, at this point, most of them realize what the hell's going on. They oh, yeah. do know. There's, there's a like meme that... maker who loves Jimmy Dore who makes memes of all of us. And there was one video of Salt Bay sprinkling us into a toilet. And my my face that they used was like smiling really loud. And then they they photoshopped Jimmy's face on Salt Bay, Salt Bay laughing and also Tucker Carlson and some other right winger. I, I can't remember who, but like these these are right wingers. Like they know it. Maybe there's a few leftists who think that he's left wing left wing at this point. But I like it's gotta be a small laugh that they become right. You know what I mean? Like they don't even realize the horseshoe that, like, theory come to life. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, in that in that clip that he got mad about, he was starting to like question out loud if the reason Greta was doing what she was doing was because of autism. And I was like, this was like what the no. right what the right was putting out there, what, like six years ago, I want to say, was the kind of like super yikesy takes that they would come out, like, well, you know, she's, she's acting old. that way because of the autism. Like, what the fuck are you saying right now? You He's know, it's 2023. Old. Yeah, he is. How old is he? He looks very old. Yeah, but there's there's old people who aren't assholes. Like Bernie Sanders uh, is yeah. not like doing yeah. the shit, you right, know? But, like why are he on these people's head? Like I don't really it seems to me the only time I see him and don't know listen, don't nobody, please don't get me in no bullshit. Don't tag me this man. I don't know him. I don't let it personal. But at the only time I ever see anything from him or any mention from him or his world, it just seems like just like just trying to like dunk on other people that you allege to be on the same side of the fence, but you're like this litmus test. So it just feels like that all the time. It just mm -hmm. always feels like petty, really petty, petty things. Like, oh my God, like the door, like the whole, I was right. Every time I see him, something about him on the timeline, it's like, he's yeah, I know. Like, what is, I'm <laughs> like, what? Yeah, we have a tally thing. somewhere? Like, why are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right again, <laughs> he's vindicated. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> that's why like anytime someone brings up the idea that oh the left is there too uh you know they're too puritanical they're they're purists they're all this thing what pops in my head are people like jimmy Dore who pretend to be on the left but are on the right make money pretending they're, they're on the left all they do is attack the left like you're never going to get rid of those people like you can criticize the left all you want about how pure we are or whatever like I'm very welcoming. I want to educate. I, I don't expect people to be, you know, to be boring with the right, with the right. I used to be basically conservative. Like, I understand people can grow and change. People like Jimmy are always going to exist because there's always going to be that that incentive there to try and make money off of pretending you're on the left. Whereas, like, is there is there a right winger in media that's like really well known who's who only attacks the right? Like, does that does that exist? I just <laughs> no, found it so there's no oh, fucking money question. to do this. No, there isn't. Good no, no, question. but that's an excellent point, David. There isn't. There isn't. You only ever see that from our side of the, whatever yes. kind of business. You only ever see it from our side. It's this constant. Why are you I'm calling a yourself a leftist? Oh, you're right. this. Like, and I'm just like, it feels so unproductive. And I I think about this. I'm like, are you actually producing content? Are you actually advocating yeah, the Lincoln Project? Or are you just shitting on everybody else's? Are you just responding to what they're doing? And that's what it feels to me like, oh, people know Greta, so now you're shitting on Greta. Oh, this, da da da. Mm -hmm. Every time I look, I see you're like dunking on some other commentator. And I'm like, are you saying anything worthwhile if all you do is monitor what the other commentators say and be mad at that and shit on that and galvanize your support or lack of around that? Like, why are you trying to make yourself some kind of little demigod? Like, bro, just say what you have to say and shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people need to yeah. go with it and they don't. Like, but I don't understand the need to. I feel like, if I think about it, I don't know many people that are like staunchly in the commentator space and abolitionists in the way that I am. And I'm not like every time something policing happens, I'm like, let me kick y'all in the chest. I'm not on Twitter like, yeah, yeah I fucking told y'all. Yeah, yeah. Correct again. Vindicated. Hell yeah. I just, I, like it would be different. I understand. I would, I would get it more if they were having 
if we weren't the com if you're not the people that are the face of something and you're making a larger conversation if you're just saying something to your friends and private school in the con like but you're the person people are going to for discourse and conversation so now you've created you wasted time and energy and a bunch of people are now focused on some stupid shit like criticizing somebody else or commenting on that as opposed to actually running on like advocating for anything it's just so annoying like my mm -hmm. favorite is when they bring someone like like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Trump and be like, they're further left than than AOC is. It's just like some <laughs> bullshit. David, David, I just sent you a video in, in, in the chat about that very thing. It's it's only one Did minute you? long, okay, but it, it, it's it's exactly about that. We like uh, I had a, mole a molecular biologist on the show. Sorry, I can't speak right now. A molecular biologist on my show yesterday. Uh, his name is Dr. Wilson from Debunk the Funk with Dr. Wilson. Everyone go to subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's super, super based. He debunks all the like the right wing conspiracies on vaccines and covid and science yeah um, but shit. he he, fa he found so many things wrong with what this. jimmy Dore was doing here it was like it was monumental thing after thing after i thing. love the fedora like, yeah well, that she's out lefting the left all the time she was out lefting the squad on ukraine she's out lefting them on covid and she's telling the truth about covid so she says remember when they told you not to take ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to help you with covid That's all this can muster when he's smearing people who are right. And this guy ratioed him. He got, he said, he told me, he said, yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. He got 117 likes. This guy's only got 30, 33. <laughs> his own followers are done with this bullshit. You should be ashamed of yourself. So that's why I'm showing you this because it's encouraging. Because for two and a half years now, I've had a million pound weight on my shoulders, wondering what's going on in the world. No one will listen to science. No one will listen to logic. You should be ashamed of yourself. Ivermectin works like a motherfucker. Oh my now, God. I can't say it works on. He is not still saying this in 2023. Oh my God. You know I'm not even no nobody get mad. This is a this is gen this is just genuinely uncanny. This ain't even me trying to roast them. But he don't he don't look just like rumpled silk skin from once upon a time that don't look the same. That's not the same man. That's not the same man. Just imagine the door on him, right? Right? Like, that was like... The fedora on top, yeah. Yeah, he, he's tipping his fedora to Marjorie Milady. <laughs> oh, I cannot deal with it. People need to understand, though, that he has to pretend to be on the left in order for the grift to be lucrative. Because think about someone like Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin, as the gay conservative, has real utility. He can say, no, this homophobic bill isn't homophobic. But, like, what does Jimmy bring to the right that's, like, unique? He can be brought on as the leftist to explain to Tucker Carlson how the left is wrong. But once he just says, no, I really am a conservative like all of you, then the, what's left? Comedian? He doesn't do comedy anymore. Like, the only comedy yeah. is Mike McRae doing hilarious impressions that Jimmy Dore reacts to. That's the extent of his comedy career. So, like, he, his only utility is to be the leftist. That's the one thing that sets him apart, which is why he hasn't just come out as a conservative. But, I mean, he's deeply conservative. He literally agrees with the, with the right on, like, nine out of ten issues. 
I, the, the one thing that he gets credit for is he supports Medicare for all, although he didn't support the candidate again, in 2020 like, who supported Medicare for all. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, regard, like personal, personal beliefs don't mean shit when you have a platform. Mm -hmm. It's how do you use your platform? Right. How do you use yeah. your power? You can, oh, I believe Medicare for all. Yeah, but all you fucking do is shit on every single person that like, supports That it. advocates <laughs> for it, yeah. No, dead ass though. But people, people didn't like, I was on Rising a couple of days ago talking about, um, the police, LAPD killed Keenan Anderson. And I basically said that to Robbie. Robbie's always like, oh, I'm skeptical of the police. He says that as a blanket statement, but then the whole, any conversation we have, you just came in for the police. I'm like, no, you know, I'm like, no, you're not. She like, let's keep it real. Like, we need to stop allowing um, commentators, representatives, and people to just make blanket statements about what their belief is. And then everything contradicts it. And we mm -hmm. just, it's like, well, well, how could you, you can't just, and, and, and the problem with it is they say it so that it lends it credibility. If you say, I'm skeptical of the police, but every time you cape in for the police, they're like, well, they, they're skeptical of the police and they're on the side of, so you know what I mean? And that's the same way. It's like, oh, I'm leftist. So when you're shitting on everything left, it's like, oh, well, that's not the same. Then people lend it more credibility. Like they're being a regional, a reasonable, rational mind that's assessing this objectively because they announced that they are, they are skeptical, even though, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have politicians do this too, like like a uh, Josh Hawley pretends he's like a working class working class senator. He he oh, worked yeah. in in uh, he was a a corporate lawyer, I believe, and now he's he, he just introduced the this stop uh, uh, Pelosi Act, I think it's called, where it's about stopping uh, uh, stock trading like in, in Congress, which is fine. But when you call it when you call it stop Pelosi. You're not really going to pass it with a Democratic Senate, are you? Like, it's just, it's so clearly just an, an attempt to try and get, gain attention, gain, you know, notoriety, get get on camera. It's yeah. not any serious attempt to actually pass anything. Exactly. I saw the serious thing the Republicans are trying to ta uh, pass right now, and it looks absolutely absurd. It's like uh, sales tax to go up to 30% and then all other taxes eliminated, like estate tax, payroll tax. Like, that that's the actual proposal. And I was like, wait, you're going to eliminate estate tax. You're going to eliminate payroll tax. I'm assuming corporate tax is probably not far away. And then pass everything off to the consumer who now have to pay a 30% tax. Like, this has got to be one of the most regressive tax proposals. I yeah. think I've heard someone say outside of, like, a Looney Tunes cartoon, right? Like, why why, why, why would anyone that hear that or see that? That is blatantly anti-worker. Like, anti like yes. that, you, to yeah. And for them to pretend otherwise and to have morons to go, like, go along with that messaging is so insane. But they, they know, they know they know their base is dumb enough to to fall for it you know how many you know uh uh you know everyday run-of-the-mill republicans i saw defending the plan online by going but it eliminates the income tax well your income tax is not 30 percent uh, <laughs> of all the things you buy more. all your gas all year think about this for a second like, think about 30 yeah, percent surcharge working, everything working groceries people, oh man working people buy a lot more than rich people do like it's just yes. that simple like the percentage will hit you a lot more uh than it will hit them like they don't have to worry about uh 30% tax on the things they buy because you're the one who's buying everything and they're to... the ones that have all the assets that have you know properties that that would be taxed <laughs> like that would no longer have to be taxed yeah i i used to also, um also uh, i forget what the percentage is but there is a, a large percentage of people who um get a lot of their income taxes back come tax season uh, you would not be getting anything back from your 30% uh, 
uh, sales tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're gonna keep all those receipts and write things off. You're not doing that if you have like a, a full time job. There's you know, unless you're a freelancer or something. Did you see the discourse that's been going on recently? Uh, because uh, someone online started going to New York uh, subways and being like, "I am uh, keeping track of every single person who's jumping the till right now." And I've already noticed oh, like, 22 that twenty-two people have twenty-two people. It's uh, DC. Oh, sorry, in D.C., yeah. And then, of okay, course, yeah. there's this massive section of the internet that I was just like, uh, people celebrating this obviously don't want to live in society where social contracts are a part of the game. Uh, they oh. hate uh, capitalism. They hate neoliberalism. They hate people participating in blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, and they were also being like, all the lefties who say that they want to support like a Nordic model uh, don't seem to realize that everyone here is breaking the social contract and the fa- fabric of society. I was like, you're doing this in reverse. There, There is no social safety net for them. I mean, like, I don't get the whole let's vilify the poor people online or people who even are doing it maybe they can afford it but it saves them six dollars a day and that's a big difference 10 days in a row 60 bucks means a lot who gives a fuck like we should be talking about uh why aren't their needs being met in other ways not being like i cannot believe another three people aren't following the rules <laughs> flimshaw i'm so mad about this more you know throw more police at it That'll yeah we need more, money, like. more police in there uh beat them make them pay it's crazy yeah, we we, uh, we talked about this earlier today on the majority report when I was on, and it's just so infuriating uh, because, A, like, the average person, the everyday working person commuting to work, they don't care that people <laughs> are jumping the turnstile. No. Or they don't care. They really don't. Like, they just don't do it because they don't want to get caught themselves, but they don't, like start yelling or following someone who does jump the turnstile going you should have paid they don't care they yeah, mind no their own cares. business they don't in fact i bet if they <laughs> see someone who gets caught getting a ticket they're probably thinking to themselves oh better you know be more careful next time you do it <laughs> like just watch out next time <laughs> like because you know what we we all fucking do it when we're able to let's just be clear whether you're a, a teenager in high school or you're a 90 year old person in new york city when that emergency door opens so someone with a wheelchair or a mother with a stroller can get by, everyone who's going to pay that turnstile just moves on over to go through the emergency door for free. I everyone mean, the line's faster. I'm, I'm just everyone following people in line. I'm not, I'm not doing it because I love crime. It was just trying to follow people and those trains are moving regardless like those trains are might as well have more people on them like you know what i mean those trains are gonna move and like the mta here in new york at least they they just use this this rhetoric as the reason behind why they want to raise the fare uh another 20 percent next time around they do this every time they want to raise the fare and what do we see that happened to the service itself nothing they don't put that money towards the service they just pay the people involved at the upper uh echelons of the mta more money that money doesn't go actually into the service you have you guys ever seen if if, if you if you uh who lives in new york here uh there you go you, have, have you ever I was pointing seen to that square <laughs> after 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 the fair raises have you ever looked around and went Oh wow, the stations are so much cleaner and nicer. They must have, yeah, they must have put that towards upkeep. But yeah, never, never, never. Like oh, yeah, the, just this, right. just this week, the Long Island Railroad announced 
that the uh the Jamaica station is now stopping at Grand Central station the Jamaica uh uh station trains are now stop going into Manhattan are not now stopping at Grand Central for the first time ever it is the first expansion of the Long Island Railroad in over a hundred years <laughs> How many times have the fares been raised? Fair raises, fair raises in the did past that. 100 no years. Fact. No fact. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. You spin it now, Bender. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh if if people are jumping the turnstiles, it's because the fare price is too much for them. It's too high. And what do you want them to do? You're going to say they should uh, go to work, get a job. Well, how do you think they should get to fucking work? work. They got to use the trains. Mm -hmm. Then it's like a chicken and the egg scenario. If you're going to argue that you want know the, the big, the, the best solution here is uh, the MTA should be free. The yes. trains, the transit, the public transit should be free. How yes. do you pay for it? Well, you tax the the wealthy New Yorkers who can pay for it and, and, and windfall tax on energy then? companies as well. You you what's going to happen if you made the public transit in New York City and other ma major metropolitan areas free? You would get all the businesses in that city coming out going. Holy shit, revenue's way up. People are visiting our locations more. Why? Because they can get there free. They don't have to factor in the extra cost of travel. So they're able uh -huh. to actually, A, go yep. there without worrying about that cost. Uh -huh. And then B, maybe even spend a little extra money if they did have that money. I yep. mean, it would be such a great thing for everybody for public transit in major cities to be free. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm reading the comments. I've been that's what I've been doing at this. Um, so I just wanted to take this opportunity to say Mudslinger eight 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 is back. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> no, I've already examined the comments. All and jokes now. aside, my man's my man's is a clear racist at this point. <laughs> like, like, it's what it is. Um, but this time because I and I really I really examined this also. If you actually look at the time, I talk a lot less in actual timing on the show than y'all. Well, there are a lot of segments y'all are talking about that I don't even I'd be here like the air goes over my head. I breathe and I speak, and this man is mad in the comments. Talks about nothing else. He goes, The loudmouth show starring Eliami for fuck's sake. So this time I just want to say, Mudslinger 888, please suck a dick. Go to hell. Like, you, do, you do not have to watch this show, and I do not have to hear your mouth every week. Please kiss my black ass, okay? Thank you. Eliami Saki, no, you. not again. Let the men speak. Let the men speak. I'm like, oh my God, what is your problem? What am I doing to you other than bringing jokes and peace? But like, oh, men God. are being silenced, okay? We can't stand for this. Yes, I've had I, enough. I, here, can I put them on blast? Is that okay, yeah. David? I found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. Do what you need to do. There he is. Get him, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. That's, that's what I was. And also, I saw somebody earlier in the comments say that the, their dream collab is for me and Hassan to do something. I want you to know, Hassan oh, yeah. has reached out to me. We're working on it. It'll happen. Nice. Make sure you shout out the podcast. Yeah, we, tell we, need the, <laughs> we need that audience over well, here. Tell Hassan to come on the leftist mafia. It'll give us the life that we need. He's not gonna I, I'm gonna raise it to him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm bring it to him for real. He will. I think he would do it. What I really want to get, what I really want to get, is I want to get um the great David Simon, the creator of The Wire, to agree to come do an episode. 
that's what I want. That's what I really mm. want. That'd be off. pretty cool. I in yeah. college I did like a a, a paper on because I was like a huge fan of the wire back in like the early two thousands. I did like a paper on David Simon. Yeah. <laughs> His views now I, he's tweeted some things. I'm like, I don't know if I agree yes, with that. I, ra- <laughs> I, I, I ratioed him before, but I don't think he realized that when he followed himself like, good, good, we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah um, I, we had like a yeah. fight on Twitter once or something. I forget what it was about, but yeah, we went back and like Yo, I, I I like you. What what's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I heard you know, I've heard he gets very upset when people like bring up propaganda or anything like that or yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But you know, I want to bring him for the purposes of let's talk the wire. Like I, I want to bring him in the least adversary cool. like, all the wire information possible. And if, if there's anything negative I'm gonna tell him to his face is that I don't care what you say, season two is not not the, I don't care what you say. I yes, it's necessary, but you're not going to convince me that it's more. You're not going to manipulate me. I won't be gaslit like this. Season <laughs> <laughs> two is boring. I don't care what nobody says. The last couple episodes, though, there's like some payoff for like those, a couple of those characters. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, there, there's. A, I, I agree with you. It's it's pro- it's probably the worst. It has to be the worst season. What's up but... with like at the boatyard or some shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. The shipyard. Okay. Yeah. It's the white people season. It's with the Polish people and at the dock. Um, yeah, right. Like, I didn't like that season too. Oh, Are you talking the wire? A lot of the fans hated that season because it was just a complete change from from the first season. And then, yeah. it, then it went, season three is like a the best season. one. Like season three or four, are my favorite. I I, yeah. I go back uh, between the two, but yeah. No, um, season two, when I was watching The Wire, so it was like, okay, at this point, I know, I think I'm alone in this. Uh, D'Angelo Barksdale is my my heart, my heart, the way I love you. I'm sick about why nobody cares about him and his fate as much as I do. I'm sick. But anyway, season one ends and I'm dying, you know, to find out what happened to my boy D'Angelo. And then the season's done. Now imagine you've been watching the show and there's been nothing but Negroes. <laughs> and then the show starts, I'm like... What the fuck is this? I was like HBO, and I got HBO put on something new. I like turned it. I was like, back. What? What I click? What happened here? I'm like, what's happening? What was, was the dogs? Was like, it's so long. I was like, I was like, this is what happened. Oh, this is bamboo. I have been. I, I have been had. I have been hoodwinked. What is going on? Like, I mean, his reasoning is that the show's about the city of Baltimore and each kind of area, like, like basically like how Baltimore functions and all the corruption within it. Yeah, so you, for him, you can't the introduce like characters a, a big piece like that, of how some of the drugs come in and and the kingpins and that kind of thing. Like, I I get his reasoning, but in terms of the execution, yeah, I, I know uh, it's, it's yeah. it isn't the best mm-hmm. season. You go from giving it. people like yeah. Stringer Bell and Omar and characters like that, and then all of a sudden it's like the docs. Like I, I yeah. totally, I, yeah. I totally know that feeling. There's payoff though. Like you know, he keeps you going season two. You're like, uh, uh, and then season three, it's like, oh, I waited for this finally. See, <laughs> well, season yeah, three is very, very good. Yes, season yeah, three. Yeah, that's true. Good. Who are your favorite characters, or who was the saddest death to you in the wire? Okay, so are we? Are we, are we, are we I guess we're giving spoilers. Cinder, have you seen the wire? I, I, like, the wire yeah, I think I feel like you're out. we're in hardcore. Uh, I don't want to spoil things for you. It's all right. I'm never gonna watch. It came out in '03. It is literally regarded as like the best TV show of all time. If Bender cared, he would have watched it. He's not a big TV person. Do not care. Bender's not even hearing us. Who is your favorite? I'm not sure if this is the. I don't know if it's the saddest, but it's the most shocking. And I watched this. I watched the show twice. The second time with my friend, and I was. I, I, I was waiting four seasons or I think it was four or five seasons. I think it was four seasons for this moment. Cause I want to watch his face when, when Omar got shot mm. and it was just completely out of the fucking blue. Oh and it was a wait, wait, you weren't that, looking like, at the TV. Was, you were looking at him. Were oh, you just like, were you like this? The it, whole was, time? Like, it was, it was, and, and after like reading about it and like, like why they did it that way, I thought it was brilliant. Like no, basically, it is. 
his reasoning was like it's you know it doesn't have to be like some because they're they're building up this thing where it's like it's it's uh you know omar and the cops and yeah. i forget who else, who's, who's a third individual in, the, in that whole triangle there but it's like oh there's gonna be a showdown showdown and then it's like he's fucking killed out of nowhere for no reason like it's just it's so, yeah <laughs> it, was just, it was fucking brilliant yeah, they said they wanted to show that like no matter has as how much lore is around him and how big of a character this is, that once you're in this game, you are disposable and you will meet an end yeah. like that. You don't necessarily get an end as grand as you were. And that shit was crazy. Also, side note, Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, is Bahamian. His mom is Bahamian. His mom is from the island mm. that I am from. Mm. Love that. Um, I will yeah, say, though, no, sorry, the, so the, the, saddest, the saddest death for me is uh, is Bodhi. It's, it's been a while, Bodie. but yeah. Cause Bodie, he, yeah. I feel like there was like you know you know he had that conversation with with McNulty. It was like things were looking up for him a little bit, and then it just like he was just done. That that broke my soul too. That very much. Yeah. I watched The Wire like on a regular basis, so this is all real fresh <laughs> for me. <my life. laughs> I like love The Wire. I'm obsessed. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember a lot of this. It's been so long. I watched it in like 2014, 2013. So it's been a really long time for me. It's I a good rewatch. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's up yeah. there with shows that I've rewatched a lot. And now it's yeah. like HD widescreen. Like I, I've I've only seen it in like four by three. Like I haven't even seen the widescreen version. I've just watched it twice in, in the old like mm. TV version. But um, no, it's the, yeah, the creators of the Wire's new that. TV show is really good too. Baltimore. I don't know if you've seen it. I started so oh. so. What's the name? Oh, of sorry, the we own this city. That's it. We own. This yeah, city. we own the city. Yeah. I began yeah, watching really it good. for me because I cover a lot of this stuff now. It's it's hard for me to get into like real life drama. Like dramas about real life around this shit because it's like this is my job like mm, when i'm watching it's like i'm working right now <laughs> yeah yeah it's so enough, fucking depressing enough. who said snoop didn't die snoop did die what you mean michael killed snoop in season oh yeah that was one, that, that was, was so sad one of the most iconic that was, scenes yeah that, i think that might have been the saddest yeah. for me i think that would have been the, the saddest, saddest. the saddest when snoop yeah. dies yeah snoop is that, a psychopath snoop Wait. when snoop the psychopath okay, maybe dies yeah, but, but as a character as a character she was enjoyable <laughs> no, I got the characters mixed up. Right, That's... right, right. Let me see. True. Snoop is a raging psychopath. If there's anybody who needed to be put down, Snoop, <laughs> Marlo, and Chris. Snoop, Marlo, and Chris were the boogeyman of the hood. They needed to go, okay? That's they, true. They, they had real Oh, no, I'm not thinking of Snoop. Scared. Hold on. Yeah, no, Snoop is when Mike pulls the gun on her and, she, and she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how my hair look, man? He's like, you look good, girl. And he shoots us real it's real iconic, um, but yeah, nah, Snoop's death can't be sad. Iconic, but sad, no. She needs to my, girl, my, my girl's just in the hardware store just examining which screw, like, which, which, which screw oh, ride. That was the season opener. That was the season, season opener. opener. For, uh, yeah, that, that was and, good. And the actor, the actress, Felicia Pearson, you know, she wasn't a real actor. They picked her up off the street. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Wallace is what I'm thinking of. Wallace's death was the saddest death for me. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. season one. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I, I, I remember that scene because that one actually singed me. Where it was like, you know, friends killing friends, but they were like, they just seemed so young, and I was like, this is so savage, just standing there, like, oh no, no, and you know what's gonna happen too. Uh, that was that was. Hard. I break my heart and so I think you know what I think is really crazy about the whole show. I think is a, is sad when you think about it. Is the moment at the end where they go and see um Poot who is Bodhi's right hand and Poot is just working in Foot Locker and you realize like, wow, mm. just a, this would have dissolved just a little bit longer. Like these men, all them dead off of this thing that just ended. Poot just now working at Foot Locker and Bodhi dead. Like if Bodhi had just turned around or Wallace is like, yeah, oh, for lives gone to something that's just over. Avon and them is just not there anymore. And I'm like, wow. Meanwhile, all your boy's dead. 
Okay, we got to talk about something that Matt Binder has both seen and known. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I mean, the most you can just like. Spoilers are so ongoing. It's not called spoilers when a show has been out like 20 years, bro. Like, you can't. Like, I'm pretty sure the wire. Not, season five ended, I think, 2007. Okay. And, and wait long enough, and you'll forget the spoilers. Like, I don't remember half the shit that they're talking about. So. I watched that, sh I watched that shit in my, in my college dorm where I was downloading, like, the FTPs and shit. <laughs> the wire came wire. 21 yeah. years ago. Wow. Holy That's shit. Yeah. So it started, it, it, right? Yeah. My, oh, wow. And it, it ended, I think, 07. I think. Yeah, my my so, buddy was watching the Lord of the Rings, the second one, the movie trailer, and at the very end of the movie trailer, they reveal that obviously uh, Gandalf comes back. And he's like, "Whoa, spoilers!" Whoa, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Wait, hold on, hold on, and then and then someone behind him right away was like, "The books were written like fifty four years ago, asshole." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Fair, fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> spoiler." Yeah. No, you want to hear a story though? Okay, so um, obviously, so I'm a big, I love Harry Potter. That obviously J.K. Rowling is the devil. It's, it's unfortunate that Harry Potter was written by no one. Um, anyway, I love Harry Potter. Um, so when she who has no name. Very overrated, honestly. I think it's very overrated. But continue. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No, just stone cold <laughs> on that. <laughs> I've never read a single book or watched a single movie. I've read the I third no one. I, I, I have really. really. <laughs> you know what, Brandon? No you, idea. you said that and tears came to my eyes. It's like, <laughs> very overrated. It's very, like, very overrated. What? Overrated? You read the books and you feel that way? I read the first book. Okay, you know what? Don't talk. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you read the first book and it's overrated anyway. You have to read all of them to appreciate. You know. You know. I see. I hate. I can't even. I can't even gas the writing no more because she got to be out here being a transphobic bigot. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna share it. a video with you and it's I gonna just, and it's gonna ruin your world. I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. Say, I'm gonna send you Sean's video and it's gonna change all of your opinions. Oh, on, Sean's on video. Yeah, is Sean's video good. is so good. Yeah. On Harry Potter. Yeah. Potter? Yeah. On, yeah. on the books. On the books, no, I'm on the books. It's, it's just not yeah. that it's it's. I don't get the hype over it. It's like it's okay. It's nothing special. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing crazy. What you mean um, it's not groundbreaking? What you mean? You I mean it doesn't deserve all the 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 adulation that it receives. It's just not that great. <laughs> <laughs> who's your who's your who's your, fa who's your favorite character? Is it Cho Chang? <laughs> there's, there's, there's other. That's a character. Oh, that's a character's guess, name. That's not. That's not even the worst is, one. By the way, yeah, that's not even the worst one. Oh no, no, no! It gets much worse. <laughs> it gets. It gets much worse. I hate each and every one of you. <laughs> did you like? Did you like the Jewish goblins running the bank? <laughs> you, are not, you are not going to ruin this for me by. Oh, out. oh, oh, he, oh, he, oh, he, oh, he hasn't oh, even mentioned oh, the fact that there is the a uh, a race of people known as slaves in the book, and their freedom. Only one character talks about actually freeing them. That's Hermione, and Hermione is mocked ruthlessly by the other characters for it. And at which point, eventually, that whole plot line is let go they like the house elves that entire thing they let it go she's like we should probably not do this and have slaves and then uh, every other character is like they actually prefer it because it's yeah, a better like life for them they, they like being slaves yeah. that that same logic yes <laughs> yes i let y'all have things yeah the house elves <laughs> Joy from every motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I will never let y'all rest. No, all have, Those were Death Eaters, babes. right? That's, that's, that's yeah. the name of it. Death Eaters, I think. 
I will say, I, I think, it, I think. I mean, this is my opinion. I'm not sure how the rest of you feel. I, I think it's ridiculous to to criticize people over liking art that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. may have been created in some by some shitty person or some bad. You know, I, I just think it's yeah. It's, that's not going to solve any problem. Like, if you don't like something, like for example, the new Harry Potter game coming out. If you don't mm -hmm. want to buy it because you know uh, J.K. Rowling's a transphobe, then that's fine. Don't buy it. But it, I don't think it makes sense to ridicule other people who want to play the game just because they want to play the game. Like it's 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 that's my opinion. Well, I, uh, but... I, I I agree. It might not make sense, but it's hella fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not welcoming if you want to build a movement we can't be gatekeeping yeah. well like for me like i i want no harry potter fans in my left <laughs> i cannot separate the art from the from the uh only author, muggles so i can't play hogwarts legacy but i will say my my history with harry potter is very interesting so when i was growing up when harry potter came out my family was very evangelical and so that was like the most satanic thing to ever be created, essentially, wow. like in my family's mind. So it was taboo. And finally, when I was an adult, I watched all of the Harry Potter movies, uh, didn't read the books. They were OK. Not bad. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, not too shabby. Um, but yeah, I, I can no longer separate the art from the artist. But if you like it, I don't think that that makes you a bad person. I think it makes you a more peaceful person if you can do that. Because for me, like, there's so much more art that I would enjoy if I could separate the art from the artist. Although it kind of depends on like what their uh, alleged crime was, right? But you know, I guess it varies. Well, what do also, you mean? In, like, in the case are of the you game... trying to say, Mike? Are you trying to carve out hmm. something there, Mike? So someone can enjoy Adolf Hitler's paintings without separating <laughs> the art His from dog the paintings. Because y'all clearly are telling me have nice things. So let me just uh, <laughs> address all substantive points made. Um, I think there's a difference between um, supporting the art if the artist is still making that money and how they use that money. Like in the case mm -hmm. of R. Kelly, R. Kelly, when R. Kelly was out and he, the money, the supporting of R. Kelly's career is using that money to run a whole conglomerate of foolishness of trapping and torturing women and things like that. So I felt like in the case of R. Kelly um, contributing to... His making money and his doing well was literally contributing to the direct harm of people. So I feel like, you know, that's a distinction. In the case of, I don't play nobody's video game. So, you know, I love, I, I love you know, Harry Potter independent of JK from before. But I mean, mm. I, to my knowledge, I've heard she isn't a part of this video game thing. She's, um, she's not, which is also makes it interesting because like she didn't make the game herself, right? Like it's, it, it's yes, it's her property and I'm sure she's making money off of it. That's yeah, she would get licensing fees and like royalties. Yeah, I'm sure there's licensing, sure. of course. Yeah, but she's not in there like programming the game like or, or you know, making the I don't think she's programming She does not know yeah. how to code, no. No, she no. does not know how to code, no. <laughs> yeah, but um, to, to Harry Potter, Mike, similarly with um, the, the Christian issue. So the Bahamas is constitutionally Christian. So we have a thing called the Christian Council that needs to be disbanded. It's everything ruining our country. Anyway, mm. the Christian Council wouldn't, movies have to be approved by the Christian Council. And the Christian Council was really against Harry Potter um, at first. And it was a lot to get it there. But you'll see how my family was um, grooming me to be a lawyer my whole life. I used to have to like present arguments like make presentations to get something, to be able to watch something or do something. So I made a whole presentation to my Grammy about how Harry Potter is just the battle of good and evil and that's the same shit as everything else you got me watching all these other fairy tales and happily mm -hmm. ever afters I was like ain't there witches in that ain't there this blah 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 seems like well my grandma's going points were made um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to watch Harry Potter um I think I am a person I like the Harry Potter books I think the Harry Potter books are greater than the movies I'm not like a 
it's not the movies that I'm in love with, but I, I think the books were fantastic. I don't care what nobody says. Um, and um, yes, video. I know she's, I, I, I know of all the, every problematic, bigoted thing that's in there. All that's true. I have no defense. Send her to jail. Um, and then for my original story, I was going to tell, because we were talking about spoilers. So when Harry Potter, this the last book came out, I was in Belgium. I was in Europe and I was in Belgium and it was like a holiday. And so like every bookstore was closed, but one. And I remember I like racing. I, did I push a child? to get the book i'm not not that i'm saying that i pushed it out but i would just say i was supporting the caution that i too was young myself i was only <laughs> i was only about 13 like so yeah i may have um pushed a child to get the book um because it was a frenzy in this one bookstore to get the book so i get it and then i go to the airport and i'm reading my book and someone just walks up to me this is again this is like the day after the book comes out someone walks up to me and like snape dies <laughs> like they're like yeah, oh, little that's little, wrong. In the airport, wow. I'm like, you evil son of a bitch. Like that right there. I looked in the <laughs> that's face. Terrible. Of yeah, the day after, but like book in my hand, just that's wow, just wow. evil right there. That's so yeah. mean. That's sociopathic behavior. Like, why would you fucking do that to somebody? Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah, a child. Weird. Like, you go to a child. Like, here's yeah, how this book weird. ends. Like, Dickhead. Someone asked, "What's my favorite Harry Potter movie and book?" I think my book, my favorite book, is probably. Um, it's probably Half Blood Prince. I feel like that's not a popular, but I like Half Blood Prince. I like the whole idea of Snape's book with all his. Uh, I like that coming back to play. It's just Snape just being powerful across generations. I love it. Look at that. He wrote mm, some shit. Half Blood Prince is that the name of the book? Sounds Tinder? very uh, <laughs> sciencey. Okay. The series. The series is very race sciencey. <laughs> There's some quantum. Did Douglas Murray help her with that? <laughs> <laughs> Went on Sam Harris's podcast. Hold on, wait. Before I let us move on, because someone said it earlier, because someone said in the chat, they said, I'm giving real Hufflepuff energy and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Um, but <laughs> I, I identify as a Gryffindor son in a Slytherin moon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> flex. So, what about the rest of you? I'm assuming Lance is a Gryffindor too. What you uh, I can't remember. I remember taking one of those online things. I wasn't Snape. I wasn't. I don't think I was the cool one. I like. Uh, what's the cool one again? I, is it I Gryffindor? Can't these are the isn't it? Isn't Hufflepuff like the one that Harry Potter's in? No, 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 I, I only read the third book. I only read the third book. This is the most contentious episode yet. <laughs> what am I? I don't know these things. Tell me you would what be I am. Gryffindor. You'd probably be Gryffindor. You're, 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 yeah. I don't be know Gryffindor the difference between my heart. I feel like David is Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. I think David is Ravenclaw. What? Oh, because of the, the handsomeness. The, like the, the, I think David is Ravenclaw. Yeah. I think. Values, intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Mike Let is me see the with a, a Gryffindor son with a Hufflepuff moon. That's what I'm giving Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, what am I again? you know more than everyone else. You should give all of us something. Yes. Oh, I'm going to tell you what y'all are. Okay, I'm yeah, giving, let's do it. Uh, David Ravenclaw. I'm giving uh, Mike Gryffindor son Hufflepuff moon. Okay. I'm giving Bender. I'm giving Bender. I feel like Bender is pro 
I don't know, Binder. I'm gonna give Binder a Slytherin sun and a Ravenclaw moon. Ooh. And I'm going to give Lance is probably a Gryffindor sun and a Slytherin moon like me. That's oh wow! Yeah, man. all right. Yeah, I think, does... I think that's right. Y'all, y'all assess that. The real people who know assess that in the comments. But I think okay. how do they, how do cool. they determine that in the book? Does Harry Potter? Whip out the calipers it's a, and start measuring. <laughs> there, there's a hat that does it. There's an actual the sorting hat, hat that does it. <laughs> there's a skull measuring like hat. Yeah, that's it's true. It's, no, there's a, there's a magical hat that goes on their heads to know oh what to know to know what their <laughs> cast <laughs> is. It determines that. their cast this forever. This book is all about race science. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm ready for water now. I feel like I know everything I need to know. <laughs> I never considered the fact that the hat was not using magic and was instead measuring skulls. That is. I can't ever look at Harry Potter the same. It's worse than I thought. I fucking hate it here. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. So let me get this straight. Half blood prints of oh. a, a skull measuring magic. <laughs> the, the goblin Jews running the bank. And the author just happens to be a raging transphobe. God damn it! I know shit, yes. This is a big I gotta know this now. What is the name of the black oh, character? She um, also oh hates God. fat people. You can throw that one there. All the evil oh, people what? are fat. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, she's yeah. super fat phobic. It's a thing. It's a massive thing. A common theme. Name. <laughs> yeah, she named the black character Kingsley Shacklebolt. Mm -hmm. That's right. What? Yep. Yep. She's a, she's the bitch is a bigot, right? Like, yeah. Was this know. stuff obvious at the time, or not till she became a transphobe? Did people start like oh. looking at her history? Like, like how how recent did you people start children. realizing? You were kids. It's hard to no, like. No, kids. No, but like, but society. Like, uh, apart from the, I remember like back when it first came out, it was like stories about witchcraft and shit. That was garbage. But like, when was there? When did the actual assessment or like reassessment of Harry Potter start? Was it when she became a transphobe or before that? Um, Anyone know? <laughs> okay, so some some of the things that we've mentioned already, specifically the anti-Semitism present in the movies, that was already talked about a little bit or explored, oh, not okay. not to the extent that everything else. Because it was like so obvious, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Has well, anyone yeah. ever pointed out what I just uncovered, or is this something too with the magic? Nobody that out. magic hat. The sorting hat is what it was called. Um, oh, but David, answer your question. I don't know if you know this, but she uses a pseudonym called Robert Galbraith or something like that, which is also the same uh, name of an individual who used to do a whole bunch of, I think, really bad experiments uh, and was very anti-trans back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. She has, like, so Stephen King uses a pen name and then releases books, and he did this to show that will people still like my writing if they if they read me but don't know it's me? And it turns out, mm -hmm. yes, they do. They still buy his books because they're still like, it's good. She's the opposite. No one bought her other books so they had to reveal that that was secretly her so people would start so picking would up sales yes it's the exact oh, wow. and now she now it's, now it's just out there as the pen name that's hilarious that's interesting yeah did you did you uh, i don't know this is a little just, bit like just googling jk rowling race science like a normal person <laughs> <laughs>
I do want to respond to the last year saying David never saw Harry Potter, Shrek, Disney. He had no childhood. You didn't see Shrek? I grew up in the nineties. So did I. I I may have seen Shrek. Is everybody? How much younger? I may have seen Shrek. How old? And I have seen Disney movies. I'm late thirties. Because y'all are aging exceptionally well for white men. I, I wanted to really give you a lot because y'all, y'all say things sometimes to throw out a time frame. And I'm like, hmm, children. For me, it's, for me, it's James. But my, da- my dad is like 71. He looks like he's like 55. It's, it's insane. Oh, wow. So it's, I'm just lucky in that sense. Yeah. I'm so, old as shit. I'm 35. Okay, so you're 35. Mm-hmm. Lance said late 30s like a real diva. He didn't give me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not giving anything I'm also away. late 30s. And Lance said, no, no one can know what day, what my no, actual birthday no. is. I love that. God, hell no. That's beautiful. No, I'll do for that shit. How come? What, what's, what's the, what's the, so I know, should I have been concealing my age this whole time, Lance? Is it going to bite me? What, what's the no, it was one of those things at first I didn't, I didn't reveal it because I, like when I first started actually getting worried about how I was blowing up online, like, you know, like yeah. oh, my channel has more subs. I was like, oh, I don't want to get docs. So maybe I'll just like start mm-hmm. peeling things back a bit out of fear. And then yeah. I just haven't really <laughs> changed that since. Yeah. I mean, just uh, look at our, just look at our StreamYard labeled <laughs> names here. Who's the only person whose last name we don't know? <laughs> that's true mm. that's a great point yeah yeah david dole mike figueredo that's true you Matt all Binder. have your full names on there oh, how, how do you pronounce your last name i'm sorry i don't want to mess it up matt binder and lance <laughs> my last name is the surf tv his last name the surf tv is my last name wouldn't that be yeah. great to be like if, if La- y'all watch mad men yeah, yeah. Mad Men, i haven't seen it Oh my god. Anyway. References. <laughs> <laughs> what if Lance was like Don Draper? Like if we actually got his last and we realized that like Lance is not who he says he is at all. Like we did the Oh, because he had like a completely different path. He was a marketing company. I did used to work in the film and television industry doing digital distribution. So I used to do digital distribution back in the day. Yeah. I've had, I don't know about y'all, I've had so many shitty jobs. I've worked as a dishwasher, I've worked in construction, I've worked at two, like, movie theater fast food chains. Uh, lots of, lots of shitty jobs. I was a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've only ever been a lawyer. I'm so sorry to be the bourgeoisie over here. Whoa! Um. <laughs> God damn! I've only <laughs> ever been a lawyer? <laughs> in, my, in my defense, the U.S. government will not allow me to work, wouldn't allow me to work any other, um, any other job. <laughs> like, I'm being shackled by USCIS. Um, Fair enough. But... So okay, so Mike said thirty-five. David, what'd you say? Late, late thirties. Oh, you you two are okay, okay, all right, all right. Madonna, okay. Been if there. you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> though, if you follow me and I follow you, you can look at my Twitter profile and see. And I think how the age is there. Binder? How how old would you th- do you think I am? Somewhere between thirty-two to thirty-five. Oh, okay, I'm thirty-six. Okay, check that out. Look at it. Um, no I no one ever thinks I'm in my thirties. I'm always pe- uh, people always peg me for much younger. You know what was crazy? Um, people be pegging me for older, I think, because of my career, because of like the nature of my work. Mm. They assume I'm older, and I I don't appreciate it. Um, and I wish they would stop doing it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like they talk to me like I'm like, no, I'm actually a young bitch. That's why I'm doing young bitch shit. Young bitch. Yeah, I I th- LA is like 32, 33. I'll beat your ass. I'm 29, bro. I'm yeah, I was gonna say like you're like mid twenties, right? I think you said it. Like twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. I will be. I will be thirty in July. Is that is that the youngest millennials? What's the millennial cutoff? Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. That's the last 96. millennial. I, my, I That's have the Nintendo sixty four year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah that is, is correct. That's right, Lance. That's how I know time in the 90s as being a kid. Yeah. It was the video game console that came out that year. That's how I know what year it was. PlayStation 2000. Uh, yes. Xbox and GameCube 2001. Yes. Yep. You can, can go out forever. Xbox 360 2005. I'm with you, David. <laughs> Lance, somebody says that you do drag in Brazil. They're calling me Lance Santos. My word. I wish. Yeah, I, I, I wish. I, 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 I'll, I'll be real with you. I, I have too much ADHD to have the patience that man has. I don't know how anyone could play that kind of a long game where it's like, at a certain point, I'm sorry, I couldn't just sit there and be like, <laughs> you're really buying this, all of you, the world? We're, we're doing this? I'm strapping in? I'm an elected official? Hell yeah. I couldn't get that far. I would I would, I would, would break and, and give the game away so fast. I uh, Too many tells. Look at this. I'm a terrible liar, too. I, I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You could see it in my face, like when I lie. It's I couldn't. I, I. I. What he does honestly takes talent. It's like it's fucked up, but it's almost impressive the way he you does gotta, it. You got to take something. Did off. you guys see that video of someone asking him? <laughs> did you guys see that video of someone asking him who, who he thought was going to win this season of Drag Queen? We played yeah, that drag before. Race. Yeah, we played that. We played that before yeah, you got yeah, here. Yeah. 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 I think I said ego. Ego and self preservation won't make me lie. Um, was the reason why I don't lie. Just because my sister once said um, when I was a little kid, and it stuck with me my whole life. My sister Dune was like, <laughs> "This is the ego on being an older." And Dune was like. Um, lying is a sin, so why should I waste my sins on you? <laughs> like you and your feelings. Why would I? I like why that. Would I, be lying oh, I like that. And that's I like why that. I gotta think to myself before I go to lie to somebody. I'm like, wait a second, who the fuck are you? I'm the star of my life. Show. Sure, I'm not gonna lie to you. But I think if I wanted to be a liar, I'd be a great liar. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I could be a manipulative witch if I wanted to be. But you know, don't don't. I'm trying not to be evil. Not to use your powers for evil. Um, I'd probably be. I would probably be a bad liar. Until I convinced myself the lie was true, I'm pretty sure I could convince. Oh, I myself. definitely come to believe the lie. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. I could, but I would have to do that first. If I knew it was a lie, still I couldn't do it. But if I just to myself, like looked in the mirror, was like, "This is the truth. This is what happened. This is what happened." Like over and over, I'd eventually probably believe it and then tell the lie easily. Do you think that's what that's what the right does? Like right wing media, like Stephen Crowder wakes up in the morning, he he knows <laughs> he's, he's, out. doesn't believe the shit he's saying. He like Crowder might be a bad example because Crowder comes across <laughs> as someone who would lie to your face, happily knowing it's a lie and not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard I'm though, the- like people that know him behind the scenes. Apparently, he like he he doesn't believe what he talks about. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. Most of Record saying it's a pure entertainment what he does. He doesn't believe the thing he says. Andrew Tate too. Talk about that. I think about that yeah. very often where this like implicit, like silent rule that you're not supposed to like say how people are like full of shit. Like, I feel like I know a lot of people as someone who bears on like right wing stuff. I know a lot of commentators, a lot of people, a lot of like, that say a bunch of things that are completely inconsistent with everything that they believe and live their life in real life. And they will casually tell you about it. Like you'll go out to let, you know what I mean? And they'll tell you and it's like, but somehow I'm in some implied contract that you can't say it. So you have to sit on things and like, you're like, you don't live like that. You don't believe that shit. And we just—I've noticed that. Like we—we we just kind of have to rock with it. Y'all ever had that experience where? Did you, you just, just see the? the did you see the CNN whistleblower that just came out recently, like attesting to what you just said as being a real phenomenon? He used to, I think, work for Project Veritas and a bunch of other right-wing outfits, and he was just straight up like, "Yeah, uh, they've told me before. Like, the getting the 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 views, the clicks, and the outrage is way more important than if it's true. So get out I... there, get out there, and get the get the clicks. Get out there and get the the fucking." The the, the outrage i know the amount of people i'll know like they that are like fully like in real life they're sitting out talking to you they are they are gay and will be out speaking literally the most anti-lgbt rhetoric like and all these things i'm like 
or and and never mind the 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 aspect of who people work for and what they actually do and where their allegiances are and what's going on there. Um, I I just find that it's very difficult to contend in that world. Like if you're being if you're honest, you know what I mean. You live a life just to me. A lot of the things you'll see is like if y'all found out that in my free time I was like dating the the president of the police union. And then, like, <laughs> right? and then, like, would they, would they, would the other people just be expected not to say that? Like, they're not supposed to, because you know, you learned these things in the personal, you know what I mean? Like, outside into the world, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to bring that into, you know, like it's unprofessional. But at the same time, it's like, but we're, we're talking to the public. We're like convincing the public and galvanizing people around these things as though you believe in it. And it is completely inconsistent, but it would be unprofessional or whatever it is, or some kind of, faux pas or like breaking of a rule like some people are able to they're able to separate their career from what they like what they believe which you know i get in for some jobs like you know i used to work in marketing i fucking hated it but but you know for the job i had to do marketing and then i thank god left that job but like it's it's for this kind of work where you are public facing where you're supposed to be educating people for you to put on a character or put on opinions that you don't actually have just to fill a role, I think is very, not just dishonest. It's just disgusting. Like you, you are sad too. Then again, mm-hmm. if someone's actually a right winger, but they're a left winger on, I don't know why they would, there's no money in this, but if they're like secretly <laughs> a right winger, but, but they're a left winger, you know, in media, then who gives a shit? Like you're, you're benefiting society. You're educating people. I don't care. But again, that, that doesn't exist. We talked about earlier, like there's no money to be made there. You can't, no one goes from, you know, uh, the right to the left or like, or in the sense that like for money or no one Mm -hmm. goes, uh, no one pretends to be on the right and just attacks the right. Like that doesn't like the way, you know, the Jimmy Dore types do because there's no Mm -hmm. money there. But it it is weird that for some reason, yeah, people are able to do this and they're able to live their entire, like Dave Rubin is a gay conservative media figure. And he talks about the people in his circle, like, Matt Walsh just came out about how terrible it is for for two men to adopt. Dave Rubin mm-hmm. just adopted two kids. Like this is it's this is crazy that he is this, like <laughs> a person he, he calls he, a friend. He himself into this. Like Ben Shapiro is supposed to be his friend, and he yeah. won't even go to his own barbecues. Like I was watching that, I was like, <laughs> I I normally want to rip into you or make fun of this, but I was like, this is just sad. You're like looking at him, and he's just like, uh, I'm not gonna go because how gay is it gonna be? And he's like, it's gonna be normal. It's just gonna be normal barbecue. Normal. He's like, yeah, but like how gay? Like you should. That's a, that by the way, I was just gonna say, that's zero to gay. That's a real thing. Like I have white friends that do that. You invite them to something and they ask you how many white people are going to be there if it's going to be a black. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> like, what's what's the quota? No what's the quota? No joke. No, they do that. What is it? God. Swear to God, on a regular two, basis, two or like white people, friend, three, four. My birthday, <laughs> on my birthday dinner in July, my friend's boyfriend was white, and that man faked sick right before dinner. They rather than be at the table with all our black asses, just discomfort. <laughs> like my man was like. I I can't do it. It's a regular. It's a people do you like that in real life and expect you to maintain the friendships. Like it's just okay to be like, they're like, uh, they're gonna be. And I always think it's interesting, right? Because in a world where marginalized people are constantly like talking about the lack of inclusion and what it is to be in a white world and yada 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 and being dismissed. Every day. And I think it's so interesting. The very people that will dismiss and, and minimize what that is to live in a society where you have to go into white America at whole. Like everyone's always white around me. But if you have to spend one evening with your with your black friends, like then it's like, 
how am I going to do that? I'm like, well, I was at my white ass class all day. My white ass dog. Join this white ass podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's I, that's wild. Like, yeah, once someone says that, I, I guess you don't invite them back again, right? Like, that's you can't really yeah. come back from that. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like, all right, let's re-examine this friendship. We have yeah, to. So we're weird. at ten thirty-one. So oh, that's right. Should... You know your thing. Let's do our no. cancel and cancel. I yeah, nominate. Uh, I'd like to nominate. Your, uh, plug your thing as well. Oh, yeah. Also, for Tea Time with Olay this week, someone should pull it up. Um, y'all know LOL Overruled. He's TikTok famous, so I bet that y'all do know him. Um, if someone wants to I recognize his face. Up. I saw his face before. Yeah. That he is looks my, familiar. That, yeah. He is, I think he has like almost a million followers on TikTok. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Alex is TikTok famous for real, okay? Huh. Yeah. So Alex is going to be my guest. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to be all in his business. I, I put up on my Instagram, like, ask questions like what questions y'all want me to ask alex and i just want to say this he needs to sue all his fans for sexual harassment i i am a woman with big breasts and i've never seen sexualization like what y'all did to this man <laughs> like y'all need wow. to get his alex, alex wow. needs justice they treat his mustache like they treat my titties and that's crazy oh yeah <laughs> it is it is a very nice I was, mustache. I was reading some of the comments i was like wow okay <laughs> it is it is wow. a very nice mustache. You see like he's so hot <laughs> like, you know, i mean you okay. know he's a nice looking man but like people are going crazy <laughs> yeah so if i did not see the comments I, I put the link i put the yeah they're, yeah they're hype right Take so if y'all want you know? to y'all can talk to alex yourself it's gonna be great so someone dropped the link i put it in our group chat if y'all want to put the link in the chat for people for tea time it's gonna be excellent i hope y'all turn out in droves it will be fun i'm asking ridiculous questions because alex is already my friend he's my work husband if y'all didn't know that um so yes that's my awesome Time. Amazing. Okay, now to canceling and uncanceling. Bender, you might have been, you might have not been here when I when we put up. So Jimmy, right now on the block, on the chopping block, Jimmy Fallon is up for cancellation. I nominate and, Jimmy uh, Fallon. Yes, and, uh, in the strongest that was, possible that was terms. Last. And George yeah. Santos is up yeah. for uncancellation. No, we're not. <laughs> I have a new George nominee. Santos, that's for sure. I say we cancel Harry Potter. <laughs> I feel like the revelation. Harry Potter's been canceled. Show, I do that's, feel like Harry Potter. Harry Potter's been canceled. Potter's been canceled. Yeah. 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 It's already canceled. I think huh? I think we have to. That's like that's like being like let's cancel Louis C.K. I I I'd be like Louis C.K. is canceled. It's already happened. You know. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's right, so canceled at least. Cancel, yeah. Uh, hmm. No, Jimmy Fallon. Why why are you not why are you not canceling Jimmy Fallon, Matt? I need to know the reason. He's not really in the news right now. I feel like there's other people worthy of it right now. We're not thinking of. I mean. But he what got a pass. He, he didn't. He didn't get in trouble for all the NFT things. Think of all the thousands of people who lost money from the NFTs. The NFTs alone, and he, he didn't suffer any consequence for this. And you just know? imagine his face, Matt, and you'll want to cancel him. Yes, the fine, fake fine, laugh. if you visualize his face, been, you know, I've been come peer on. Peer pressured into canceling Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you have someone better, you can bring him up. I, I just can't think of anyone else. I have someone for sure, but it's a temporary cancellation, not a permanent cancellation. No, this is a permanent one. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So what did he do? So the reason why I want to cancel him is because the second oh, like, J.K. Rowling tweet, right? He played. Yeah. He's playing footsie he apologized with for J.K. It. Rowling and transphobia, which is why he gets a temporary cancellation. But he only gets so many oopsies before it's like, okay, we know what the fuck you're doing. So to give everyone context, so 
He liked a tweet before from J.K. Rowling where she was being explicitly transphobic, but he apologized and said, "Okay, I was ignorant. I didn't know that she was referring to transphobia. Now, this last week, he did it again where a trans woman uh, tweeted at J.K. Rowling and said, I'm more Mm -hmm. of a a woman than you'll ever be. be. And then J.K. Rowling responded saying citation needed. Now, he acknowledged once people started blowing up, "Okay, you're, you're, you're liking her tweets again. Um, okay, sorry, I wasn't trying to produce or, or um, promote transphobia, but his excuse overall was fucking stupid. It's like, no, I just like the tweet because I like when people speak their truth to power. That is, uh, well, what? I didn't know who he was, but now I'm, I want to cancel him just off the strength. I can't fucking stand when white people take that kind of truth to power. Really? Really? Does and white it woman even like, it's a combination power? of truth to power and speak their truth. It's like, this is J.K. Rowling. She's a billionaire. Like, she's punching down on trans people constantly. How is she speaking her truth to power? So that irritated me because, okay, I get that he's still willing to engage with us. And he still knows that, you know, transphobia is bad ostensibly. But at the same time, you still keep liking her her fucking tweets. Do you not realize that she is a vicious, vicious bigot? Don't even yeah, at this point, it. everyone should There's know. There's no world in which, like, you think you think someone could say some racist shit, and I click like on it because I'm like, it's not about the racism; it's about mm-hmm. the truth. <laughs> no, he likes that shit. What are you talking about? No one looks at no bigoted shit that they think is bigoted and go, "Well, it's important to speak the truth." <laughs> yeah. What? You think the bigoted shit? It's is the, the messenger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the messenger too. So I- I'm just I'm tired of the bullshit. Like trans people are in a fight for their lives, literally. And if you if you want to be an ally, you've got to go all in. Like this whole one foot in, one foot out. Uh, it, it's irritating me because it feels so disingenuous. And I expected better from Mark Hamill. Um, so this is why I say temporary cancellation. Two strikes, okay, you're fine. But three strikes, you're you're permanently canceled, in my opinion. I, I will support you your like. temporary I cancellation. I think you make a good argument. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, uh, only a I, Sith deal, deal, deals I will allow it. Just <laughs> I'm, I'm voting for it. I'm also Purely not. I'm not voting it for it uh, out of self interest because I still want to cancel I'm, Jimmy you're Fallon. You're still Jimmy I'm, Fallon. Yeah, I'm it it's purely out of self interest. If we don't cancel him, y'all will cancel Harry Potter. So I'm voting. <laughs> Harry Potter's already canceled. I'm gonna beat you up, Lance. <laughs> I can't wait to send you that video. I can't wait. I'm gonna get that video ready right now. Ooh, such a good video. You both live in New York. You're gonna meet up and roll it out. We can put it on episode nine. Yes. But yes, okay, so we're canceling Mark Hamill. There we go, and Mark Hamill, canceled. Minder said he will not allow for George Santos to be uncanceled on any show he's on. No. Oh, I'll, I'll, disagree. I'll disagree with that one as well. I, I don't want George Santos to be uncanceled. No, I don't want him to be uncanceled. I just think it's funny how much he's gotten away with. Minus, yes. you know, all Amazing. the terrible people he, or all the people he's terribly hurt. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's not forget that. But uh, it's just crazy what the guy's gotten away with. But uh, who, who should be uncanceled? Hmm. This one's always hard because it's like we got to think about who's canceled. <laughs> we got to think about right. are they, you know what I mean. Like most people that are that are canceled usually did some pretty bad shit. Um, yeah, and aren't even most cases actually canceled. They're probably fine. Like right, <laughs> still making their millions. I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. I I have nothing that comes to mind. I'm always in like a fucking mentality. Videos, like, so it's like, okay, cancel recent. this one next. But like, we I never think. canceled, Will. That happened. Somebody infinite content. I think that happened, right? We did that like in the first episode, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we That was like the, one of the first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who's canceled? We, I say who... we uncancel the A&W root beer bear who we all made wear pants. 
I have I have seen this as well. Yes, the repair. Well, that's all there is to it. So basically, A and W made a joke. You know, the root beer company. They made it. Apparently, they have a mascot that's a bear that wears a shirt but no pants. And so they basically parodied the M&M's announcement, like word for word, same sort of graphic saying, uh, our pantless bear has caused a lot of issues, so he will now be wearing pants. And Fox <laughs> Business did not realize it was a joke or a parody. Oh, my and God. And they ran a legit segment about how the woke mob came out to the A&W root oh. beer bear and made him wear pants. How did I not see this and cover it? What the fuck? Yeah, right? Yeah, that seems, that seems like a, a rational national story and human yeah, support Yeah, I should have covered this. Both of you. <laughs> yeah. I would have been on that, like, stank on shit. Like, <laughs> the weirdest thing is actually, like. the, the, the worst thing, actually, is them conflating the issue because they said, oh, the woke mob came for M&M's and now they're coming for the A&W root beer bear. But that's not what happened. The people who they consider woke did not care about the M&M's. It was their own viewers who hated <laughs> the M&M's so yeah. much that it <laughs> made <laughs> them change They were in the, the building M &M. the whole time. <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, Aaron Brown did a video on, on that. And, and he, the only video he could find where the so-called left or liberal media was covering the M&M thing was... It was like one of the morning shows on, I forget what show it was, but mm. they uh, just brought it up because uh, Maya Rudolph, I think, is now the spokesperson for M&M's. Like, there was no outrage about, like, M&M changing what no one fucking cares except for the right. Like, no one gives a shit. Yep. <laughs> no one gives a shit about the marketing of chocolate companies. Like, who cares? Yeah, so yeah, I, I love Aaron Brown. That's false consciousness. Only masturbate to M&M's who wear high heels, damn it. <laughs> they took that away from you. You used to have a proper country, Matt. Now you lost that, you know? Unbelievable. I See, I, I felt unrepresented because there wasn't a Leather Daddy Eminem character. That's true, eh? I think what this segment has shown us is that, is confirmed, is that cancel culture really ain't real, like they say, because everybody that is canceled seems rightfully canceled. Every week, they're like, mm -hmm. they're like woo! Oh, everybody seems like they were rightly convicted. Like, I can't. It's real hard to come up with somebody to uncancel. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, the justice system works when it comes to cancellations. Well, I, someone asked if we could cancel the cops. They've been canceled. Look who's here. Fuck the police. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> where were you like the last fucking 10 years? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got well, here we go. A&W, uncancelled because Fox cancelled it. Alright, uh, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm disappointed, <laughs> but uh, I, I accept the ruling, right. that's all I'll say. Hey, we're all not right? always going to knock it out of the park yep. every week. I know, though. hey, I, I, group consensus, mm -hmm. I, I believe in democracy. That, that we didn't touch on, so... Uh, yeah. This is good, this is good. Alright, everybody go find me on Tea Time with Olay, that's where I'll be in three minutes. There you go, uh, I looked in the chat earlier. Cool. Yeah. You can check it out. It's going to be great, y'all should go get your boy. Are we, are we and I will get to all the super chats once people uh, drop out of here. All right. All right. See you all next all week, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next Thursday. Bye. Oh, I, let me drop really quick to your audience here. Both. Who, who, who yes, is yes. airing this? The Surf's I'm, on I'm, Twitch? I'm, I'm airing this on Surf's Twitch. Are, I am. I'll have the VOD out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, me too. I usually just lift it from Lance because his version doesn't go up on YouTube. So I have no mm. problems with. It goes uh, up on podcasts. <laughs> Everywhere oh, podcasts are sold. sold. <laughs> no, I think I think if I take yours, it'll be a duplicate according to YouTube, and they'll get angry. Oh, uh, I see. No, I take David's. I just add the intro. Yeah, add like yeah, add like an intro or something to oh, it. Oh, I'm not yeah. gonna. I just I don't have time to do that. Okay. <laughs> I just throw it right up. <laughs> 
So <laughs> youtube.com slash Matt Binder if you're not subscribing to be subscribed to me there already. And twitch.tv slash Matt Binder if you're not following me there already. And of course you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder. There you go. And I link to everyone below the video. Perfect. All right. Bye, friends. God right. bless. I got to say, I had a lot of fun this week because I fell into this whole Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm gonna upload that clip. I feel right like now, I'm gonna way. cut that into a separate video. The Harry Potter debate. Yeah, if that was I a good debate. That, that was if a I good segment. The Harry Potter calipers guy. I'm gonna be. Really <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna upload that right now. Yeah, that's going up on Twitter. All right, bye everybody. Пошли, все вместе. Какие ваши доказательства? but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form, available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel Kay, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arney, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Cady, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropofojak, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Kosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.